0: just a few film nerds breaking out of a rut drooling over cinema that's hard and uncut stick us in your ear thrill to this month's picks and come and listen in we're measuring flicks
1: hello everyone and welcome to measuring flicks i am carl hartley I'm wow, Max Peterson shit. and oh. I we just started with a devastating, <laughs>
0: devastating accident. Spill all over your ink. Um, I did. I spilled uh I wrote in fountain pen a lot of the notes <laughs> for this episode and I just spilled water on them and they are running
1: it looks across like, the like It looks like what dreams may come yeah, on It's your...
0: only getting worse too. <laughs> oh my god, no, don't move it. I'm not gonna move it, I'm just gonna let it sit. <laughs> let it pull. It's already oh, fucking destroyed. It's fine. I've got I've got pencil notes over here. Good. Which again, something water probably would have washed away, mm-hmm. so I should have thought about that before I decided to use that medium Alright, so, we are Shooting in Shooting it out It's the second quarter shootout, Carl
1: We're here again it. already, this is amazing I know, We're. it blo- just feels like we're burning through these Kinda, and these it's been a long, phlomes. hard summer long. Like, both been very busy mm-hmm.
0: But we finally got and to, we to finally the end got got to the three, end of three of months of movies it, when it see it feels like it was short but at the same time it feels like it took for fucking ever yeah. to finish the months and you can thank summer in
1: Traverse City for a lot <laughs> of that <laughs> yeah and day jobs and day
0: jobs which eventually we'll just get right out of that you yeah. will move to the we'll move to the Catskills Oh my God, that would you be and me and Darnell and Bird. Oh my God! Let's get ourselves a little cabin far away from civilization. A hundred-inch television. You made happy sweat happen just <laughs> above my eyebrows. No, that was that wasn't me. That was the fact that my house is 109% humidity, and it's the middle of August. Yeah, that's what that is. Beautiful. So here's we should to explain people the uh, premise of the show and how we do the shoot. Yes, do it. So when we first started doing measuring flicks, and uh, still it's still relevant. <laughs> it's not like we changed our like fucking mind. get you a paper towel. Oh, don't worry about it. I like the little pool of. Blue that isn't words anymore (laughs) Alright so the idea Behind Measuring Flicks is Carl and I watch One movie every week for a year 52 films And every quarter Every three months we sit down and we Shoot out the movies from the preceding three months Till we come out with Now this is an important distinction we learned last time Which is we come out with our favorite Film from that three months Not the best film from that
1: three months Because they are often very different things They are um, so last month we thought the last, last quarter shootout. we thought the the searchers was going to be a sweep and it ended up being raising Arizona.
0: Yeah, we both sat down with that smug look in our eye of like, like we both we know, know that you and searchers. I both know the
1: searchers is the shit. Right? Like
0: we're seeing our notes from across the table and <laughs> yeah. like it's just like this it's all confirmation searchers, searchers with hearts yeah, like exactly. drawn all around it, <laughs> like
1: Cupid shooting an arrow. Cupid shooting and an arrow <laughs> at the
0: searchers. We're like, hmm, I wonder if the searchers is going to win. And then it ended up being a shoot up between the searchers and raising Arizona. And we were like, oh fuck, I think we. Like raising I Arizona this more.
1: Is, how do we feel about this? I feel great. I still feel great about it. I still it.
0: feel great. I'm really, yep. really glad that was our quarter one winner. So it's our favorite movie from the past three months. Yep. Not necessarily the best movie, which is an important distinction yes. this time. I how did you feel sitting down and looking at God. the three last months that we did? It's like all powerhouse fucking movies. It movie. is. It
1: is, except for two. There are two. Was, there are yeah. two of There's. them, but I love one of them, and one of them I do not. Which we'll get into when the, we talk about the, it.
0: The quote unquote shitty movies? The shitty movies. I'm in the exact same boat because I also love one of the not great movies, but I, the other one I was just like, what a waste of a <laughs> <like> Garbage, <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: But the rest of them, because I had to, last last time I had some parameters that I that I filled these movies into, like does it make me want to be a writer or a better actor, or does it do this, does it make me blah, 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 blah. Well, I watch it again. Right, which and this and in this time I did it slightly differently. I gave myself four to five little bullet points. Like the first five thing that comes to my mind, like just without even thinking about it, erase head, go, five things. Yeah. So some of it is like insightful and some of it is just like remembering a fun line of the way it made me feel. And so in the very last like will I Spin it again and how often and would I bring that others was, to this film That was one watch? of the questions
0: that you we did last time Was would I watch it again
1: yeah yeah And I think that's very important for a favorite movie
0: Exactly because like we talked about in The last main season episode um, For what dreams may come no it was for a, When we were talking about awakenings it mm-hmm. was like Yeah Schindler's List is a killer flick but you never Want to watch it again right you watch it. <laughs>
1: it makes you sick To your
0: stomach yeah <laughs> so so
1: so that's That so we should jive right in Do you want to uh, <laughs> jive this? Yes, right, in. It was somebody shut, watched Truck Turner. Yeah, sure did. <laughs> Yesterday morning at seven AM, watching Truck Turner with my headphones yeah, on, so Danielle night. could sleep.
0: That was I watched it with Bird, and that was one of the notes she had, which was like, "What is?" What does Jive Ask me?
1: I have a lot of notes. I like was like, or... you just wait till we
0: get like into a full month of black Exactly. Okay, so. So what are they? What are the movies? He, here are the films, and then here's that we. I picked a different format this time. When we did our first shootout, I did. I built it like a like a March Madness style, You're like a bracket. Like, yeah, bracket tournament style, and I paired movies against mm-hmm. each other, but. When I sat down last night to figure out how we were going to... I mean, months in advance. <laughs> months I in advance, last right. Last night at midnight, the like, The ink isn't still drying on my <laughs>
1: notes from this morning.
0: <laughs> so, um, I was like, okay, the, the movies of the last three months, if you just look back at our episodes and some of the lengths of our episodes and remembering those conversations... two plus on
1: most of them.
0: Yeah. I'm like, these are all... It was easy to do the bracket style the first time around because we had like you know movies like Raising Arizona and The Jacket. We had a lot of like middle of the road movies that yep. stacked together. We had a lot of great movies like The Searchers that stacked together. I could build a dark horse stable because there was yeah. a couple. And we had like
1: Minority were, Report and we had like Goofy we didn't have Minority Report, not Minority Report. Scanner Dark,
0: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this time around, I'm looking down the list and I'm like, there's no easy way to bracket these because they are all, all top yeah. notch except for two. So I was, so I figured this would we would do the. Uh, we would do like uh, um, Basically like random pool Yep So I wrote down The names of the movies We have a I, hat I folded them in half I put them in a In a bucket And I covered it With a plate So we can't see w- The straight. movies bucket And Carl's gonna pick one And I'm gonna pick one Ooh Sort of like how we do the show Right exactly ah! That. So that way You know like If Carl accidentally Glimpses one He can't stack Right And I, if, and I won't know What Carl's drawn So I can't play off of it right. So that's how we're gonna Pick our two movies So oh we we might get some like really easy ones <laughs> Fair enough I'm alright Alright yeah. so here are the films <clears throat> uh, Eraserhead 1977 By Dave I'm going in the order we yep. did the episodes Fair enough uh, Eraserhead 1977 Directed by David Lynch And starring Jack Nance Night on Earth 1991 Jim Jarmusch Starring Winona Ryder Robert, Roberto Benini, Etc There's a huge cast in mm-hmm. that movie uh, Blue Velvet 1986 David Lynch Starring Kyle MacLachlan And Isabella Rossellini only Lovers Left Alive, 2013, Jim Jarmish, starring Tilda Swinton and Tom Hiddleston. Brazil, 1985, directed by Terry Gilliam, starring Robert De Niro and Jonathan Price. Uh, I only read De Niro's name first because IMDb puts him first because <laughs> he's off. a bigger actor than <laughs> yeah. Jonathan Price. But really, it's a Jonathan, Jonathan Price movie. Yeah, yeah. Robert De Niro's in it for like five minutes. Yeah. They're a good five minutes. But uh, okay, Cemetery Man, 1994, directed by Michel Soavi, starring Rupert Everett. The Adventures of Baron Munchausen, 1988, directed by Terry Gilliam, starring John Neville and Sarah Poley. She plays the little girl. Mm -hmm. Blood and Concrete, directed by Jeffrey Reiner, starring the inimitable Billy Zane. (laughs) Uh, Good Morning, Vietnam, 1987. Uh, that's directed by Barry Levinson. These are the next four are all starring um, Robin, Robin Williams. Williams. So, One Hour Photo, two thousand two, directed by Mark Romanek. Awakenings, uh, nineteen ninety, directed by Penny Marshall. And What Dreams May Come, nineteen ninety eight, directed by Vincent Ward. And I would like to point out that. Even though my notes are literally just <laughs> a pool, a pool of, blue. of blue, I was able to remember enough of the missing detail that I was able to seamlessly give you the accurate I was information.
1: Getting, I was watching too, I was watching along photo. and I'm like, mm, <laughs> when he can he? he? When oh, he gets did. to one
0: hour photo. Yeah, he's kind
1: of screwed because it's just a pool of blue. <laughs> There's
0: nothing there at all. It's just one hour blank, 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 blank. <laughs> and then you get Mark Roman and, uh, Romanek. Okay, so those are our films. Let's dive right in Let's do it To round one All round right, one. Carl, Carl's picking the first I'm not even going to show it to you That's fine So Carl has selected his I'm going to select mine And people are going to hear We're going to have to figure out a way to do this Because there's going to be a lot of banging Unless we're very delicate Fair enough Okay Alright So, so Go ahead with yours. Oh fuck yes. I'm so glad. Oh my God, Carl. You couldn't have
1: planned it better. I have Cemetery Man. I have Blood
0: and Concrete. Excellent.
1: This is easy. Alright. Cemetery Man. Moving on. Yes. Alright, so we're gonna... We can. I can read my notes. I have blood <coughs> and Concrete. The shit piles.
0: Yeah, so here. just throw the throw them on the floor. The no. ones that don't work. No, no, no. On the floor. They don't deserve yeah, a place at this table. Get the fuck out table. of
1: here. Blood and Concrete. Alright, so
0: we've eliminated Blood and Concrete. Um, I will
1: still read my notes on Blood and Concrete.
0: Do you have a list uh, from one to twelve. Do you, I, do you, I, and do you think you do you think you have that list? I actually, that's how I put mine. Oh, as, like, I kind of I do left.
1: actually. looking at yours, it's very very close. It's only lovers left alive. Adventures of Baron Munchausen. Don't Eraser tell Henry. them. I oh. just want to
0: know where Blood and Concrete's
1: at oh, on I your list. I don't know. It's it's <coughs> down there. But yeah, okay. Because read me your notes on Blood and Concrete. Blood and Concrete. Uh, so misses on almost every front. Sad <laughs> period. Just dot dot dot. Sad. Uh, barely watchable even in a so bad it's good kind of way and watch demon knight instead for your Billy Zane flick <laughs> fix. <laughs> Flick fix That's it. That's all, all right. I have for blood and concrete. <laughs> that's fair enough um, do We want to save what I have to say about Cemetery Man until it gets up against something No, let's go let's, okay, because do it. that
0: way when we get to as we progress we'll already have those notes Okay, on makes right. sense. So what all are right. your Cemetery Man? All matters?
1: right, Cemetery Man. So it's my favorite type of schlocky goodness to watch and lampoon with friends um, it will definitely spin this one again, possibly a how, uh, like a Halloween staple now for me. Cemetery Man, Cemetery Man, yeah, yep. This is a kind of movie I want to write score and star in. You mean you can leave the lovers and the cab rides to filmmakers like Jim Jarmusch? <laughs> um, I'll take the oddball uh, dark comedy and goo fest like Cemetery Man. Um, it was some of the most fun I've had podcasting with you so far, just because that was a laugh right the entire time. Uh, it's not the best movie, however. However, yeah, Cemetery
0: Man right. um, Is surprisingly high On my list of like It's <laughs> a great
1: fucking romp
0: It really is Now, to be to give Blood and Concrete its due That episode is fun
1: Yeah, the, epi- the episode is a recording. Episode. Recording that
0: episode was fun But it was only fun because the movie had We had to carry the movie Because there was nothing to talk <laughs> yeah. about Because it sucked so much I'm right there with you on Cemetery awesome. Man though Which is like, it reminds me of like movies like Dead Alive mm-hmm. and Undead and you know like those on uh, my
1: shelf it would be with those movies yeah, yeah yeah yeah
0: it this feels like that it has like the jauntiness of mm-hmm. the, of like the uh, Evil Dead 2 or Evil Dead 1 even parts of it or parts of it are like kind of genuinely intended to fuck with you Yes you know and it also has that like that, like, l- late 70s, early 80s, like, like winking sexuality. Yes. Where it's like, we're making a goo movie, and what makes you want a goo movie? Right, exactly. gooblies, You know, like, it's got that, it's it's an awesome flick, mm-hmm. and it's Italian, too, right? Yeah. It's like...
1: Yeah. It's one of my favorite sub-sub-genres of movies, which is the snow globe film, where everything, the universe in the entire world is just that city or town or room that you're in. Nothing right. else exal- exists... In reality, outside of that, it's not like most, the Truman Show where most it,
0: modern and did that that type of movie, or specifically the Snow Globe horror film. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Where there is
1: no reality at all outside of the environment. So, like of Silent East Hill. Care. Yes, exactly. Love that.
0: Yeah, the end of Silent Hill bothered me when I was young. I was Mm -hmm. like, "That's cheap." And then there, part of me realized the horror. It's like the the what I was thinking about this last night because I just I ordered a the Arkham Horror card game, and one of the first places you end up is in the first campaign is the study, and there's a bit in the game about how your study door just vanishes.
1: Holy shit! And
0: there's something that fucking about the Snow Globe movie and Cemetery Man where part of the horror is realizing that you know there's no way there out. is no escape there is even no if you escape, find the
1: key and the door there's nothing on the it, other side of it right Holy exa-
0: sh- yeah that it works for me now because yeah. it's a very existential it's, type of yes, horror yes exactly
1: it's not that cheap well we didn't know how to end this there's nothing on the other side of the street right, right yeah
0: like there was that's very that's in a in a literal sense i can see how you'd be cheated because the story has no literal repercussions but right. the existential horror of there being nothing but the hell you are in right.
1: is so <laughs> fucking <laughs> terrifying <laughs> Oh,
0: Alright, so we've got our first round right, done. Awesome. Let's shoot out numero D. Oh, we
1: can if we get it, We're, okay.
0: I got this one. I got, I got, it. got it. I clutched do it years, in my little years. fan. I'm gonna do mine first. Yep. Oh fuck, Carl. What do you have? I have 2013's Only Lovers Left Alive. I had meant to do this, by the way. You'll notice I wrote the episode numbers on there. For if people want to go and reference the movies we're talking about, mm-hmm. so Cemetery Man, 1994, that was episode 19 of, um, of season one. Of season one, yeah. And then I don't know what Blood and Concrete was. Don't even bother. Find So it's the Only Lovers S- Left Alive episodes. That's episode 17 and 17.5. That was a two-parter. What do you got?
1: Up against 1977's Eraserhead. Oh Christ. Episode. 14 yeah okay so we're not throwing any of these on the ground yet you wanted me to just continue with the format of me read reading my, your
0: notes you want um, Eraserhead
1: head first or do you want uh only lovers left alive first
0: well let's do because i feel like the way with like the way that this works it, i feel like now i'm arguing for only lovers left alive and you're fighting for Eraserhead. but that's not what we're doing now we're, we're doing taking the two movies and we're
1: but it's kind of together. fun, like, because it does put you in that headspace. Yeah, it does. I was which like, Which is kind of okay. I'm like, I'm
0: going to crush a racer head, but that's not the no, right No, but it's mentality. kind of all right
1: because, like, this is forcing me to maybe. Be more objective than right. I would if okay. we were just
0: talking about only lovers left alive. Right, I know, I know. So I'm, I'm struggling against the impulse to
1: just immediately throw everything on the ground. That's I, know. Not that movie. <laughs> I know. Okay, if yeah. That, if that does happen, I'm okay with it. But yeah. So head, the yeah. notes I have, it's like this movie has serious staying power and uber long lift, like lasting effects after you watch it. I still have moments like in the middle of the night getting up to piss and like. Like uh, the air conditioning will turn on, and I like shudder for a second because it's like that weird. It's just it's in my brain now. Eraserhead is always there in some form or another, and uh, it's literally it's literally a nightmare captured on screen. And just when you think about the the writing and the filmmaking and the length of time it took him to make this movie to be able to elicit that sort of response and very visceral reaction from from us watching it, just from a filmmaking standpoint, that's like mind blowing.
0: Yeah, it's it, the the fact that the film is a was it like a protracted like five year yeah, process? exactly. There's we talked about it during the episode. There's mm-hmm. a bit where Jack Dance walks down a hall, opens a door, and when he comes into the room it's on the other side, three years later or whatever. I think it was like yeah, I think it was three years later.
1: Unbelievable, but I find the movie to actually be terrifyingly beautiful to watch and to listen to, and I will definitely spin it yearly. Yeah, um, this is a great Halloween movie. This is, and this is a great movie to introduce people to their nightmares with. It's like, you didn't yeah. you didn't know you had certain fears? Okay, cool, let me sit you down and they will surface. Even if they're not in the movie, it gets your brain, it gets my brain anyways, starting on that track of, what, why is this thing that I'm looking at making me feel uncomfortable it, and scared? And then your brain starts to fill in those gaps. Well, it's spiders, it's the dark, it's...
0: I feel like this movie takes like takes a rake and like pushes it down into the deep black part of your brain that is usually undisturbed. Yep, and then it just starts plunging.
1: Stir, stirs those old muddy wet leaves out from underneath the, the pile.
0: Yeah, there's like the worst the worst things in your head, the things that terrify you the most. Eventually, like settle, and you you do your best to not touch them again. This movie just like runs its hand, like shakes its yeah, hands. Yeah, but in, in that a way without puddle. like
1: being like, hey, we're gonna. It's they're, very they're, subtle. They don't you don't show you clowns are like weird shit and there's no killer the, there, and yeah. it's not like a horror movie in that sense. It's just the feel of it.
0: The psychological effect of the movie is horrifying. The film itself is fairly straightforward. It is. Um and non-linear. Mm-hmm. And actually it's sort of like um it, it's it, it's a movie in a lot of ways that doesn't really have a story. Right. Like there are there are events that happen that are like loosely connected with each other and Lynch, we talk, you know, with Lynch as a director, you, in a lot of ways, he gives you a bunch of elements and then tells you to assemble them. Exactly. Where you build your, what, the movie you watch is, because Lynch, Lynch is a genius, he's a genius. Yes. He gives you, like, the paint and, like, some skin. Sketchy lines, and then you apply the paint. And the when you're done, you turn to your friend that you just watched the movie with, and you're like, "Look, well, this look was this the thing. movie." And he's like, "Uh, no, this was the movie." Exactly. And he shows you his, and you're and, like, "Fuck you, David." And it's Lynch. like, yeah,
1: it's like we said in the episode too. Like David Lynch has even said that in all of the film critiques and people's interpretations, no one is even close to what he he, sees the movie he as. says the movie is, and he still hasn't, right. Even now And this yeah. is Yeah This is 1977, 1977. It's 41 years um, old
0: Eraserhead I Occasionally Will turn Part of it is this. Part of it's the sound And part of it is The Criterion oh, Collection Oh that 4K
1: resolution I'm telling on you Like thing?
0: anybody who hasn't Seen the movie Wants to pick up a copy Of the movie Wants to watch the movie If you can get The Criterion yeah. Collection 4K restoration Like turning that on And cranking My sound system Which is like It's pretty bass heavy Mm -hmm. But like lots of Lots of It's a really really Strong sound From my My big speakers When you Just spin head. I'll sometimes spin it And just sit for like 5-10 minutes And watch just a chunk of it Yeah Because it's like What we've talked about it before But it's like watching Someone's dreams And with that score behind it Like industrial sounds And blowing wind And feedback And like weird animal noises It Oh It just It rattles Normally sound rattles In your chest This like rattles In the the back of your head Yeah like the base of your spine Where all your things You're afraid of live Yeah It's crazy It's It's a really really Astonishingly powerful yeah. film. I'm a massive Eraserhead fan, and full disclosure that on my list of twelve, because I, I think we both know how the round is going to end, mm-hmm. which is okay. Yeah, I'm okay with it. I'm glad that it came up first. I wish it could have lasted a little while longer so right. we could have stacked it against things, but and we'll we'll continue to talk. But we both know
1: Eraserhead's not going to make it. No, it's right. not. It's not. All right, Eraserhead was my number three. Yeah, it's it's it would be number two. I don't have that actually written out that way, but it was top. It was like two or three. Top two or three. Yeah. yeah
0: er, 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 this movie changed And I'm, I'm, I'm a long time film fan Long time cinephile mm-hmm. And I've seen a lot of weird movies This is a movie Unlike anything I've ever seen Which is saying something Right it, this I had never. I've gone seen, down a lot
1: of rabbit holes. I've never man. seen
0: anything like Eraserhead, and it changed the way that I it's still. You're like you said, you, uh, the middle of the night now is a different thing. Yes. Because we've seen Eraser. Yes, it is. That's a killer flick. Do we? We could. Let's save notes on Only Lovers Left okay. Alive because you know we're gonna fight this thing out with something yeah, else. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure our love of this movie is pretty well documented. It is. All right. So we will eventually sure there's talk. There's four
1: about hours it. of podcast. We,
0: <laughs> we will eventually talk about how much. We love only lovers left alive Oh shit I looked So you're going to have to Yeah get, so did I I so, went around and I stirred the pot okay. a little bit Alright Now I'm uh, going to go over here Okay This is a you fun go, way to do this by first the way this time I know I like the I like the blind right, Okay I'll get a quiet bag for mm, the next time we do this
1: It's what dreams may come It's episode number 25 Alright Uh, And I have Blue Velvet 1986 hmm, Episode
0: okay. 16 So it's David Lynch to somewhat surrealist films. Yeah, this I would say of, so. This is kind of interesting. I'm going to say my notes on Blue Velvet. Okay. Um, um I will, before you... Go yeah, ahead. Do I, what you need to do. I want to do reminiscences on Blue Velvet. Because, okay. uh, like, this one's episode... This is episode 26. So people are... They've just heard the What Dreams May Come.
1: Oh, right, yeah. Um, That would have been the last our episode. Our thoughts on it.
0: That's our last episode of Robin Which Williams. Which is weird, because
1: I don't have bullet points on What Dreams May Come, because when I was writing out my list, I did it in show order. Right. And... Not that I forgot, but we did it so recently that, that I'm it's like, not up that yet. it's not yeah. up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so so um, what dreams may come is really, really fresh in everyone's mind. Blue Velvet, when I sat down to do the to figure out this episode, mm-hmm. um, Blue Velvet was the of this quarter was the third movie we watched. And it was the one that I remembered the least yeah. out of all of them. So I had to like sit and like sit with the movie and think about it. <clears throat>
1: Yeah, I almost forgot we watched it Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, it
0: is, and it's it's another David Lynch movie Mm -hmm. Um, It has that hallucinatory quality to it But mostly what I remembered about Blue Velvet um, Because Blue Velvet ends up kind of way down my list Um, Me too And I remembered, mostly what I remembered from watching it Was how disappointed I was that it wasn't Mulholland Drive Yes Or
1: like Or like Lost Highway or, or
0: I I mostly what I remembered because we just watched
1: Eraserhead. Yes, and, and you I, wanted more of that.
0: I I wanted like I wanted this to be like a Twin Peaks Eraserhead
1: mashup, like the R right.
0: rated right version of Twin Peaks. I wanted more more of that Lynch-y, Lynchian weirdness. It was
1: more main not mainstream, but I think I said it on the show as it, it's the most mainstream of David Lynch's yes body of work.
0: Right, and that's why so many people um you know i think come to lynch through blue velvet is, right. it's probably it's an
1: easy it's like very, taste
0: test in a way i was gonna say it's accessible but i'm like it kind of isn't it really it isn't, isn't. No, But it's the Dennis most Hopper accessible like, baby wants to fuck
1: yeah right it's like oh let me give you something easy to start with uh, uh, you said this was the light one right? and yeah? i'm like oh yeah uh, this, it is is, nothing. Actually. <laughs>
0: this is, this is nothing. nothing
1: we're gonna get through this and then <laughs> it's we're gonna we're gonna take then the training wheels are fucking off. Yeah,
0: we're gonna, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna just we're gonna take five minutes to, to discuss, and then I'm yeah. gonna spin <laughs> <erase laughs> <I'm> a <gonna> <laughs> razor. But yeah, it was um, I don't know. Like uh, remembering back on Blue Velvet, there's things I love about Blue Velvet. Yeah, like we haven't we haven't done the episode yet, but ev- eventually when we do Truck Turner, yes, I'm gonna talk about a similar camera angle where they like the cinematography of Blue Velvet is awesome. Yes. Like the there's a there's a feel that the movie captures of like youth, like young adulthood. Have you yeah. ever seen Road Racers, Robert Rodriguez's um, like rockabilly movie? Oh, I
1: have not. No.
0: Okay, so there's there's movies that capture the feeling of like being young across time. Like the Road Racers one. Stand by like me the is 50s. one that's
1: usually like right there.
0: This to me, Blue Velvet to me captures youth so well. Like Kyle MacLachlan and showing the the transformation between
1: the, the innocence youth. and
0: yeah innocent like being being sullied by life and what that eventually because mm-hmm. I think Lynch does Lynch is very um you you're familiar with Neutral Milk Hotel mm-hmm. and Jeff Mangum's lyrics so there's a there's a recurring theme in Neutral Milk Hotel of like clinging to innocence and all right. all like worldly experience f- fucks you up. I feel like Blue Velvet is a is the tail of is the tail of that because Ky- the Kyle McLaughlin we go out on is <laughs> it's not did the like a shell mm-hmm. of the Kyle McLaughlin that we started with. There's and it's a,
1: not like oh look how far he's come. He's an adult now and so much stronger for it. Some, there's a lot of him is just lost.
0: Yeah, there's there is <laughs> it's lost gone. There's lost. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I remembered of Blue Velvet was a vague sense of disappointment. Which is kind of a bummer because I I remember when we sat down to watch it I really wanted to like it because it was David Lynch and because it's a huge favorite of Kevin Smith's and I'm a huge Kevin Smith yeah. fan. So I sat down and I was ready to be blown away by Blue Velvet and mostly it's weird performances and not a lot of weird ideas. So I feel like it, in that way it it let me down because it was it was... It wanted to be conventional and it wanted to be absurd and extreme but it didn't go far enough in either direction and I was left
1: Ooh, fair right enough. in the middle of the road yeah just sort of they're swinging right yeah like oh i'm in this weird middle zone where yeah, it's like, not it's I not would, enough of either Thing right I would kind of love to It's see like th- Neapolitan where but it's only Strawberry and chocolate you don't have that Vanilla to or what well, some there's some Sort of metaphor there. it's
0: like a Neapolitan that's like 80% Vanilla and you just want uh, you just want more Of the strawberry and, chocolate. and the chocolate yeah. yeah that's what it was That's I think that's a great way to talk To say I would love to see David Lynch Do a straight movie David Lynch do a main like direct Someone else's script and he can't fuck with the dialogue. I know he'd never he'd like, do it.
1: Well, Dune, kind of, he did that, but he, that's one of those weird movies where how much of it did he actually direct?
0: And it, also, that is a how much fairly is weird idea. Like, I would like to. What I'm well, saying Frank is,
1: Frank Herbert's a weird dude anyway. Like, for the ad, like, that's a weird script to adapt. Anyways, right. But. Well,
0: what I'm saying is, I'd like to see him like do a remake of like Donnie Brasco.
1: Oh fuck. Okay.
0: But like, or like an episode of ER. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like give Lynch something standard, and I bet you you would get mm-hmm. something weirder than Blue And Velvet. I was
1: being serious about ER. Did you see like the Quentin Tarantino directed like second season episode of ER? No. Yeah, Did Tarantino guest directed an episode of ER in like the second or third season. Yeah. Like right after like Pulp Fiction. He hadn't done his third movie by Is Quentin Tarantino yet. Is that because George
0: Clooney? Is it mm-hmm. the George Clooney connection? No. he was he on hadn't what, even General Hospital?
1: Yeah, Maybe.
0: George Clooney had only worked in soap operas before. Before he did. Uh, From
1: Dusk Till Dawn. Yeah. Yeah. But this was before From Dusk Till Dawn, I think, too. So there oh. wasn't. Clooney was off the show at this point because well, he was already. But anyway, just like that sort of idea that, you know, take this person that has a tomb. It's juxtaposed to like. You never think of like Quentin Tarantino directing ER. But David Lynch, you put him on like an episode of The Golden Girls or something. It's right. Like, <laughs> well, I was, Jesus Blanche. Well, I was just thinking. <laughs>
0: I was just thinking, like, you have you heard the the Tarantino news that he's right now is currently slated to direct a Star Trek film? Okay, I thought that I dreamt that. No, that's for real. Um, and it's for real. And Picard
1: is coming back. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) Like, come on. This is who doesn't want this. Oh my god. So that's what I'm saying. Like, give me give me somebody like a Lynch, and then give him like a. Bridges of Madison County. Or like...
1: I'm there. I am there. He still needs to get a her, get a hold of Bally Williams or Stern so that he can release the IP for a pinball table. I'm, just, I'm not going to let go of that. All right. So Blue Velvet. I'm going to read my notes because yeah, Blue Velvet is, is, is great, but I think it might be going away. So Blue Velvet. Mm. Uh, this is Lynch's take on a detective slash noir film, kind of, if the Scooby gang lived in the corner of Lynch's weird brain. Right, that's that loss of innocence. But the Scooby Gang is no longer, like, Scooby gets shot in the head and Shaggy gets burned out on like meth or something. Super
0: fast before I forget. Yeah,
1: Um, Riverdale. This. Oh right, you told me about that before. Yeah, Blue
0: Velvet does have a the way that you described it. That's a great way. It's like very Riverdale. Riverdale-esque, which is right. like it's the Archie kids. The way I describe Riverdale is it's Archie comics set in the Twin
1: Peaks universe. I love that.
0: Blue Velvet, you're right, is kind of like Scooby and the gang. I'm gonna
1: go see if I can get some clues and figure out this murder mystery. Oh my god, I just got fucked in the butt. Like Right,
0: right. <laughs> oh, or weird. Like, yeah, it's like, I wonder where these footprints lead to, Scoob. <laughs> right. And then they come around the corner and like the old man that they met earlier at the front counter is just like, you know, like doing amphetamines <laughs> right. and raping a woman right. and they're like
1: I think we should get back I to think the van. We should probably Scoop. get back to the van.
0: then there back, is
1: no van kids. They find Fred's finger right. in the grass and they're like Holy what shit. the fuck this shit got real guys. <laughs> That's exactly
0: what Blue Velvet is. Yep. Oh my god, you're right. I yep. uh,
1: I have to mention it again is this Dennis Hopper is so insanely fucking good in this movie. Yeah. Where he Almost goes over the top, but somehow doesn't. I think some people maybe would think that he does, but for me personally, I yeah. feel it's perfect. I agree. The amount of crazy that he he gives in this—it's um, right. the least Lynchy of the Lynch filmography. Mm-hmm. Uh, overall, it's like a decent story with an uncanny. And what I like about it the most, actually, beyond like the crazy big stuff that happens, like the Dennis Hopper character and all the weird shit, is the way that David Lynch is able to to make the the interactions between characters that would normally be uh, like boring or mundane. Mm-hmm. He makes eerie and weird and feel just a little bit off normal where you're like, they're just having a conversation about, hey, you're going to pick me up from work tonight. Oh, I'm not sure I might have to work late. That little like conversation, like even if the same words are being said, yeah. it's the way that it's filmed and the way that like the ambient sound is happening, like that mundane Boring conversation becomes like it's like the fucking diner scene in Mulholland Drive. Like I've never a dumpster is now terrifying to me. Right. Every time I take out trash, I'm like, there better fucking. If there's a fucking dude, if there's, there's a, a fucking, fucking spooky, spooky guy dude behind this, behind God, this fucking dumpster. No. But I, it's that thing. It's that mundane conversation. It's like, hey, you want to pick up a, a, a pack of, uh, of of smokes on the way home? Uh, I don't know. Like but that becomes really when weird when Kyle
0: McLaughlin f- first goes and talks to the sheriff. Mm-hmm. And the sheriff is like, "Well, let's see what you got." And Kyle McLaughlin opens up the the bag and he goes, "Yep, that does look to be like a human, like the whatever you said." Yeah, he says, yeah. Yep, that does look
1: like to be a human ear. All right, then I guess we'll get you on that. Like everyone's just right. so weird.
0: There's, like, you know what it is? It's like
1: aliens in human skin that are delivering hu- like human lines it's how they like, would think, like Siri right reading a script.
0: It's like Lynch. Sorry, doesn't know what normal
1: is. Yes, but he
0: has, but he thinks that he does, and it's he wrong. He lives in
1: that parallel universe, yeah. just a pubic
0: hair off. <laughs> it's like, the way I see it is, it's like Lynch directing people to be normal as normal appears in his in his brain
1: thoughts. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yes. <laughs> um, but that's what that's one of the things I like the most about that is. This movie. Oh my ridiculous. god! That looks like it's
0: a human ear. No, cut, cut, cut. That's what. No one would believe that. I don't think anyone would do it like that. So here's what I'm thinking. <laughs> here's well, perfect. look, you've got yourself a human ear there, kiddo. <laughs> Let's get you to do di- like that. Do it like. Let me that. write
1: and let me light another cigarette and drink another espresso.
0: I mean, I I'm, he's a he is a good director. Like I'm yeah. not in any way shitting oh, on his directorial no. style, and I know that he gives people a lot of creative liberties. to yes, explore, he does. and that's why he gets such magnificent performances. Is he trusts his actors? But really, you get the sense sometimes that he's like, "Can we make that a little <laughs> more like, like how I see it in my brain? How do you see it in your brain?" Do you know the color paisley? And they're like, oh, I got it. Just make it weird. Just like (laughs) that.
1: Make it feel like a paisley
0: tie worn by an elephant. Do it like you're chipping paint chips off of a human body that's been in rigor mortis for 22 years. And those paint chips are then brewed into tea. I got you. And you just drank
1: the tea. And you're peeing it out. That's where I need you. But the pee
0: is coming out like a black snake.
1: (laughs) It bites you on the leg. Any more clarification required? No. Good. No. I'm there. I... Can we roll now? Yes. That'd be great if we I... could just call, can we call sound? And... No? And okay. you know, my
0: favorite part about it is that sometimes with the actors that work with Lynch, I genuinely feel like if he said that to them, they would know exactly what They would
1: know exactly. Lynch says that to you? You're like, I've got you. Yeah, yes. I, I know exactly it. what. I know the place yep. to be. Absolutely. I'm, mm-hmm. yes. I'm there. So, okay. Blue Velvet's gone, yep. but- yeah, but Mad I will definitely. Respect. I will. I may spin this again, but not like on a regular basis.
0: Yeah, I'll definitely watch it again. If
1: I, if as part like of we a Lynch, said, Lynch-a-thon. as like a thon or if there is a f- a friend of mine that has not yet gotten into the Lynch mm-hmm. world, this is the one that you sort of bring people in on. Right. Yeah. I, and then you I, watch head and blow their minds.
0: I would bring in me person maybe it's just cuz i'm a sadist do we want to touch on sorry. what
1: dreams may come at all or say well, it's going to come back yeah okay it's going to come ah. back
0: um so what i'm thinking is if i so what so dreams may come you is you were, saved Yes. And, and, so and what and dreams may come one blue velvet has hit the floor right. and we're on to the next round but really on our way out if mm-hmm. you were going to start because we do we do have one more no, we've lost both Lynch films
1: Both Lynch films are in the can Or in, right, on the floor On the floor Right both Ooh, that feels like a weird place for them to be
0: I don't, yeah it It is hard This whole month is okay gonna be hard But I'm okay with it Yeah The whole month is gonna but be hard
1: given what we have left in the What's bucket, coming Yeah so, I'm okay with it
0: So we've lost both Lynch films And as a little salute to Lynch on the way out If you were going to start somebody with David Lynch and you can Let's, let's include Twin Peaks Okay where, where would you start them? Where would I actually start Where would you them? actually start somebody new to David Lynch? My introduction to David Lynch was Twin Peaks, and I mm-hmm. think it was great.
1: Yeah, I think possibly Eraserhead, and here's why. Because it is so weird, you're seeing the extreme of his brain in mm. a very young David Lynch it's taking five years to make a movie. You're not getting much more weird. Mulholland Drive, had I seen Eraserhead first, yeah. would have informed Mulholland Drive. I would have been prepared for it more, right. and I probably could have experienced... The story and the filmmaking aspect of it on a high, like, yeah, sort of like on a higher level because I would have been, I would have had all that eraser head goodness in my brain already. You know, I was going to say that I would start, if I had my my druthers,
0: I'd start that, start uh, someone on Mulholland Drive. Okay. But the, what you just said is a good point, which is like, the way I imagine Mulholland Drive as a first Lynch film is you're pushed into the deep end of the pool. Yes. And you get a sense of his range, but you also get a sense of his ability to manipulate in subtle ways. Yes. Because that is a, there are mo- moments in that movie that are so quiet that until the third or fourth time you watch the film, you don't realize that it's a capital M moment. Moment, right. There's big moments in there for sure, but there's... So, like. We'll eventually watch Mulholland Drive. Oh, absolutely. But the bit in the end, the protracted singing sequence, <sighs> when they're sitting in the theater and watching a woman the sing. the most
1: uncomfortable scene. I don't know why.
0: The, the moment, I'm getting chills knowing yep. I'm going to say it, the capital, we both have goosebumps yep, for the viewers that Literally. The moment that like where I literally was sobbing on the couch and when the credits rolled alone. In mm-hmm. my fucking house, mm-hmm. I applauded. My television. Yes. Was when the woman dies and the song continues, and you realize that it's all been a lot. Like it's just a total sham. It's the it's the most perfect metaphor for what Hollywood and what the what that like L A scene has done to these. Yep. Woman. Oh my God! It's the one of the most perfect moments in cinema. So I want I like the idea of starting people on Mulholland Drive and being like, all right, watch this. This is yeah. This is, for I think for most film goer people. What happened to me when I watched Eraserhead Is what
1: would happen to them
0: when they watch Mulholland, Mulholland Drive, Drive. Like, That's fair like, enough because oh they my... don't, haven't
1: had that Other like, experience of right, Like,
0: Oh my god wait what you can do this in a movie yes, This you... is a
1: Oh yes you can and this is where it started I can see that yeah. absolutely
0: But I, I do like the idea you know and I would still do it I would start yeah. people on Mulholland Drive And Perfect. then I'd tell them like go watch more Lynch shit And come back to right. Mulholland
1: Drive and it's going to be a different film Excellent and then I would like to mention Sort of a bookend or the other side of that The, the spectrum for David Lynch Right. Uh, only if you have found that a person has become a huge Uber fan of David Lynch, do you introduce Inland Empire into the mix. I've never seen Inland Empire. Fuck, dude, it is almost six hours long. It's a movie. Yes, with Judy, not Judy Dench. Um. Uh, uh, oh my God, he uses her all the time. Jurassic Park. She was in in Blue Velvet. She's got the the weird yeah, yeah, upside yeah. Uh, her face. Laura Dern. Laura Dern. But yeah, it's an experimental film that he did um, about. A lot of different things. But it's like... I think my cut is... Four hours long, but there's a six-hour master cut. Out I'm gonna there go somewhere. find the Criterion version. Yeah, oh, I have I I have it to lend you if you wish. So uh,
0: yeah, uh, that would be something. Well, when we're when we have a time,
1: yeah, to yeah watch I movies, know. Shit, not for not this for show. this show, but I'm actually okay with that because we we have some really cool movies. We do. We have like got
0: it. some really like September. Uh, while we're unfolding our yeah. things, September is gonna be so
1: yeah, great. Well, oh shit, Carl! Oh no, I, I read, read it last
0: my... time. You read yours first.
1: Oh, I don't. Okay, uh, nineteen eighty-five, episode number eighteen. To find this one, Brazil,
0: Brazil, Terry Gilliam's
1: Brazil, Brazil.
0: I have 1990s Awakening. Oh God! Episode 24. Okay. This this is the hardest one we've done so far.
1: Yep. I don't know where to go here because these are both like in the same place in my. Okay, let me look. All right, let me start with just talking about Brazil. Okay. Let me just do my, note, do, gotta do my notes, because i got to get my brain. on Brazil. Okay, Brazil. This makes me want to make movies. It makes me want to draw, even though I don't know how to draw. It makes me want to create something, even if it's just like, let me find some clay and make a thing. I don't, this is, makes me want to do that. It's 1984 and a half. It's a cautionary tale with an ending that leaves me wondering that if our mind's perception of reality is that we are free and happy does it matter that our body is broken and caged Mm -hmm. because ultimately our brain just gets its input from our body and if it because the ending leaves you to wonder that right so does awakenings. So does awakenings, which uh, this is really fucking with my head right now, <laughs> because it's <laughs> the ending of this movie could be the beginning of awakenings. Like, oh my god, if you double stack <laughs> double these stack movies, this shit, well, he's trapped <gasps> in his brain now. And that'd now be they, amazing. I know, uh, it's brilliant storytelling. It's visually stunning. It's one of my favorite movies ever. I'll spin this every two plus years or so because it's just a little too dark to spin any more often than that. Brazil. I would watch
0: the Criterion version of Brazil every year. All right. Oh, my God. Okay. Can I give you my... Do it. Do you have more notes or no?
1: I don't. That's it on Brazil. I had to give you my notes on Brazil. Do it up.
0: There were two... We introduced each other to directors. Yes. Holy shit. During this three months. Yep. I introduced Carl to Jim Jarmusch, and Jim Jarmusch exploded Carl. Yeah, blew my whole world open. Carl introduced me to Terry Gilliam, and like we talked about in the episodes, I kind of knew of Terry Gilliam, but I'd watched the wrong Terry Gilliam movies. Right. And Terry Gilliam, the Fantasist, is who I was delivered. Who I was. Del- I was delivered to. Right. And now, like, oh my god, oh my god, Terry Gilliam has has. Like started to exist as framework for thoughts that I never had. Like there was things I would think, and I'd be like, oh, you know, like I, I the way that I thought about the world, and the mm-hmm. way that I dream, and the way that I, you know, the way that I love the, the powerful mythological imagery of 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 you know like myth and things like that. And I, it, it, it was all just this loose, tenuous cloud in my head. Right. And then you discover Terry Gilliam, and you realize here's a man who has built a framework. Yeah, yeah, he's he is like he's like the the shelf that I can now put all those books on. All those on.
1: books on. That's amazing. Oh, I love that. It's Terry Gilliam it's the is a shelf that you can put all of those books on. Yeah.
0: He's he's truly truly incredible. And when I watched Brazil, I sat down and you know, you start watching it and it feels kind of like a like a like a mix between like a more serious the, the more serious or darker Python movies. Yes. So it's got like the, the Python-esque feel to it, but then suddenly it becomes this this wild, like hallucinatory or like ecstatic fantasy dream world. It
1: unravels in a way as the movie goes on where it loses, it's hyper real anyways. Like yeah. the, the world that this movie exists in is not, it's unlike anything we've we've seen.
0: The fact that it's punctuated by office scenes. Yeah speaks to me
1: mm-hmm. you know what it's a lot of paperwork happening yeah like movie. where it's just
0: like did you sign the w 42 and it's 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 this banal mundane mm-hmm. bits of punctuation in between these breathless rolling like run-on sentences and then you get your your little semicolon scene which is like and did you fill out the seventy six four two screen? it's it's just that that like We introduced the term antipodal the other day Oh (laughs) yes It's it's like that antipodal storytelling Thing Where it's like one half of your brain Is watching one movie and the other half Uh, of your brain Is watching the other It's Brazil is a film like none of like very few I've ever seen. Right. It's amazing.
1: I have I have a little bit of, of mind blowing matter that my brain just came up with. I don't know if this is like a fan theory or not yet. And if it isn't, it might be now. That I kind of feel like all of Gilliam's movies exist in the same world mm-hmm. but in just different points of the timeline. Okay. Cause if you look at Brazil and twelve monkeys Mm. Right. I mean, it could be like there are similar uses of technology. There are magnifying glasses Mm. in front of screens to like there's but that might just be a a Terry Gilliam style thing,
0: like a visual, like a visual thing. But
1: I think there might be some way that that these are all loosely tied together in some way. Hmm. But I don't know Baron Munchausen But that's way earlier What do you
0: think About the idea That maybe all of Gilliam's films Are set in the same world But in different Imaginations in that world
1: Oh Which is actually What they are
0: well, what what did we
1: talk? Oh, about? the imagination of the child. Okay, they're all in the imaginations of someone living in the same world. What I that. meant
0: more was when, when we were talking about when we talked about what dreams may come, which yes. is we all perceive reality differently.
1: Yes. What if reality tunnels?
0: Yeah. What if all of <laughs> Gilliam's movies are set in the same world, just through seen through different people's reality tunnels? Like, for example, Twelve Monkeys would be like a, a bleaker, more cynical person's version of the of the world of Brazil.
1: Interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, where everyone has had to live underground because of a plague that happened that maybe happened immediately after Tuttle. You know, they leave the, the chamber and oh my god, why is everyone sick and they have to move underground? And,
0: right, exactly. Yeah. Or maybe like and this is maybe more extreme and I don't remember twelve monkeys that well but it's a
1: weird time travel kind but, of movie
0: yeah, I here. remember that portion, but I don't remember the living underground. But like for example, what if what if this is just a person's metaphorical framework, we live underground because they're buried under under the, under the
1: paperwork, under the, the
0: paperwork, or under the strictures of this totalitarian government, and they perceive their life as being underground. And, and but it, everyone it else could is be, a plague of, and it could it's be a plague of madness. Yeah, it could be exactly the the world of. Brazil. It need not even be like later in like time. later in time, because maybe yeah, the time right. travel thing could just be. And the
1: and the in time bandits, a, a child will always try to imagine himself on adventures and, and, and away from.
0: What if the time travel aspect of Twelve Monkeys is the same thing as um as um um um, 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 um Jonathan Price's Flights oh. of Fancy, where he's a ima- where his Shit. dreams. So what if yeah, what if the time travel thing is just escapism? And because the the harsh realities of being buried under this totalitarian regime are too much to bear. Anyway. Anyway. That's just <clears throat> that's wild, a rabbit hole. wild movie fan theories. So that's Brazil.
1: And then Awakenings. Oh my God, Carl. So Awakenings is, we talked about, because we haven't talked about Only Lovers Left Alive. It came up. It's in our safe for, for next round bin. Yes. But Awakenings and Only Lovers Left Alive are now firmly in my mind as connected movies. Mm. Um. They're telling, they're, they're giving you the same information from a different perspective, like we talked about before on the Awakenings episode. Yes, it's the appreciating the the, the time, things. the small things, and it's either because you have all of this time, like in the or only lovers, no or you have no time.
0: When you have an infinite amount of time, you have time mm-hmm. to take in the small details. Right. When you have no time at all,
1: it's you, the details that matter. Hurt.
0: Yeah, it's basically like it's the details are what you take with you. Right. right. So it's when
1: everything else is sifted through that through that coal that that gold miner's pan that's you what you have what? left
0: you know what if you're going to if you're going to have if Jim Jarmish and Penny Marshall both oh my both God. tell you that the meaning of life is this you better fucking listen
1: you better listen
0: it's like shit you better you better like. I have it as, as have it as by. one of my
1: only lovers left alive notes, and I'll bring it up now because I think it it works for awakening this discussion. Yeah, with the two films, I know we went on a rabbit hole. We're talking about Brazil, Brazil, and, awakenings. and now awakenings, yeah. which is episode twenty four in the main season. Right, so. So while the message of Only Lovers Left Alive is holding like a fun house, vampire-shaped mirror up to nature, uh-huh. and reminds us that we are merely mortals and must choose what we fill our brief moments with, right? they make suggestions for us through their characters, and so does um, uh, Robin, Robert De Niro's character in Awakenings. Right. It's uh, through books, music, science, love, art, but what makes us happy for ourselves and what makes us feel fulfilled is, fulfilled is the answer for ourselves. We're not saying like... It, it has to be... You have to go out and read books. You have to go out and appreciate nature. If that's not your jam, then that's not your jam. If you like train sets and building model airplanes, right. that's what you fill your time with. And with Awakenings, it's the same. It's that... But I, it's driven almost... It's driven home more for me in Awakenings because I will never be a vampire. That's true. As, as much as I wish it, I will never have a thousand years. Yeah. But I might... Like I joked about it at the end of awakenings I hope you don't wake up shaking but I right. mean it. Yeah. Dude, if I wake up tomorrow and suddenly like oh my my time is limited. Yeah. Once that is that is a possible reality Becoming
0: aware of a ticking clock is something yeah. that happens to humans
1: and when I watch awakenings part of the reason I cry and sob as much as I do one it's the amazing performances in the story but two it's like fuck dude I could wake up tomorrow and there's a tremor in my hand now what's that all about right why do I feel like I have needles sticking in the bottoms of my hands what is that all about and, you know have holy you, fuck what have you read every every single Shakespeare play yet. I haven't, I and have, have I've, I. His, I have the historicals to read. I've read yeah. I've read all of the comedies, all of the tragedies. I've read, uh, the more well known, like historical thing, like Julius Caesar and Henry V, but I haven't read Richard, the third. I I'm ha- the
0: opposite. I've read all of the historicals, but the I'm only familiar with like the big three
1: of For his like Hamlet and, and let's do
0: Ham no Hamlet Romeo and Juliet and uh and do we count King Lear as a tragedy or a historical? I was
1: it's kind of it's in the middle, but okay.
0: So those are the three.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's it. But I've read no, I, I I Midsummer Night's Dream, but like yeah.
0: I haven't read like
1: and two- as passionate as I am about William Shakespeare and as much as I love to say his words and and be it, right there is. Two, there's two thirds of his words that I haven't even read yet. Yeah, so th- I was just before I for- forget. Yes, the
0: awakenings versus only lovers left alive thing. I like that they show you that you have a choice that it doesn't matter what you look at as long as you're looking at something and enjoying something and taking mm-hmm. something in. But um, in only lovers left alive, they Jim Jarmusch shows you that like people are different and your details are going to be the details you pay attention to are different because Eve. Is her is books. Is books. Is her books. Whereas you get the sense that, you know, maybe Adam has been has read, but he is music. Mm -hmm. Adam is music and guitars and instruments and sound and tone. Like that that was one of the first times I'd ever heard expressed. People give me shit all the time for the music I listen to and a lot of what i listened to when i listen to music isn't like the song or the notes or the lyrics i love the tone of guitars that's why i'm a huge fan of detroit, like early detroit rock and roll oh, like hell yeah. and the stooges and shit God. something about musicians from detroit between the years of like 1970 and like 1990 they understand that the the amount of bass and treble and the particular scoop of grit that you put into a guitar tone fucking matters so, like, listening to to tone yeah and hearing beautiful tone is astonishing. So that was the first time that was ever voiced where, like, yeah, that is part of the beauty of music. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <Right>. Someone
1: else <laughs> someone listens
0: else to listens- tone. Yeah, I love that. Um, but he, he gives you different people. He says, mm-hmm. like, look, this guy, his details are music, and he's giving his life to music. And her details are books, and she's giving her life to books. And, you know... Um, um, a John Hertz character is laying there, and he has given his life to you know poetry, to, to really, po- yeah, yeah, to poetry and verse, and like spite in some ways against Shakespeare,
1: <laughs> against Shakespeare.
0: Yeah. But um, but what they do in Awakenings is they show by um, negation, which is all these people wake up, and Robin Williams is like, oh look, here's all of the beautiful details that make up my life, and they're all bored by them. Mm-hmm. So they have to go and find their own details Making model houses yep. Or going in, going out dancing Or you know Like uh, or playing, the piano, or playing the or, piano yeah. So all those people have their own details And we're shown that they have a choice of details By showing them not be interested In Robin Williams details exactly. So it's, it, it, they accomplish he wants, the same what, thing What does
1: he want to spend his time with? In the botanical garden Yeah. Reading poetry and being surrounded by plants And well, that's one of the things that and uh, studying Rilke's, uh,
0: the Panther. Yeah, Rilke's Panther is um, the fact that Robin or Robert De Niro and Robin Williams share this this love of of poetry and yeah. reading. The that that tie that bonds them together is so amazing. But we gotta event we gotta All right. eventually kill All right, one listen.
1: of them. listen. Okay, so I, I I'm gonna I'm, have to the the way I'm gonna have to do this one because it's so hard. These are two. Of my favorite movies I brought both of these To the table right mm. As far as It's not hard for me These are both my picks Okay Awakenings moves To the bin To the truck To kit, the bin I agree And Brazil stays Brazil For stays. next round All right, yep.
0: Brazil wins Awakenings goes I will Love never Love Awakenings I will never take anything Away from Awakenings But for me We talked about it On the show Awakenings is a Three times in your life Yep Movie so it is an astonishingly good movie, and I love it dearly. Yes. But it's not a favorite because right. it's not something I'm going to revisit over and over again. I'm going to pick first this time. Do it. Here we go. Time for the next round, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, there's a, not many uh, left in there. I saw one. I saw. I know what it's not. Okay. <gasps> oh shit, Carl. Oh god. 1991's Night on Earth, directed by Jim Jarmusch. That is episodes 15 and 15.5. If you want to go hear what we had to say about Night on Earth.
1: <clears throat> I don't want to do this. Uh, it's oh, The Adventures of Baron Munchausen, no. 1988. It's episode number 20 oh, no. on the season. This, okay, uh, I'm just going to say this right now. Uh, it's The Adventures of Baron Munchausen, but I will make my point why. Oh, now we're in trouble, because for know. me, it's Night on Earth. Okay. All right, let me let me say my notes on each one. Okay, go. And then we can, just because I have to, cause so Night on Earth. This is my first Jim Jarmusch experience. Yes. this was my, and, and like, I immediately knew mm-hmm. that I'm in love right. <laughs> with this filmmaker. And then Only Lovers Left Alive happened, and it confirmed it. And then I've since watched others, right, uh, and just all confirmed, right. Like, nope, it wasn't a fluke thing. I'm in love with Jim Jarmusch. <laughs> um, please, please call me. Um, so uh, this makes me want to learn. Monologues and brush up my audition package. It, it's a performer's movie. It's an actor's movie. It is movie. an actor's movie. Holy shit! You could argue it's also a writer's movie, but I think if this is. These are people in They're a cab tied together. Those are definitely this, tied together. These are all. Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But this is an actor's movie, uh, and I did. I found my spirit animal in Roberto Benigni, <laughs> minus the having sex with goats and pumpkins, <laughs> but.
0: I forgot about
1: that. <laughs> yeah, um, I was able to laugh, cry, feel uncomfortable, and filled with anxiety all within thirty seconds. Speaking primarily of the New York one, where you're, you, that we talk about when when Helmet oh has to drive God. away, so yeah. you go from happy family to feeling like I've never I've turn. never been I've never been asked to feel that a wide range of emotion as deeply in the highs and the lows in such a short amount of time it is that that brief from when he leaves the cab to, to helmet driving and getting lost. That sequence is a perfect cinematic moment. Yes, it That's is. It's a perfect five minutes of film. Yep. That, you show that in any film class and you mm-hmm. spend a week... Dissecting it see oh god <laughs> seeing joy drain into drain into
0: but still like keeping himself Calm and, and like and then he's gonna be
1: okay, but fuck
0: and then with the sound of sirens still in the background
1: mm-hmm. New York New York I love the New York New Come York on. when I was listening back to that use you, you mentioning that and, and bringing that to light I mm-hmm. was like fuck yeah <laughs> um, the, And then we'll, I will spin this again Definitely for mostly Theater and film nerds But I think that given Actors it's, it's a, This is an actors man. man This is an actors movie The Finland The
0: last sequence in Finland
1: The last sequence is just When I think of The vignette, the last when, vignette Yeah when vignette. I think of the, the The five sequences in this movie I love them all for different reasons Some You know I went on a writer's performance Blah 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 We talked about it Yeah But when when you say, Hey, have you seen uh Night on Earth, I immediately think of Helmet and I think of the entire uh last uh, one. The, the whole the, the, the entirety of, Finland, of yeah. Finland is so In Helsinki. It's it's that <laughs> was Helsinki. it what did you call it? The dirty dog story or the poor dog story? The shaggy dog story. The shaggy story? dog story. Yeah. But it's You're just listening to this man tell a sadder story than the story he just heard, but not because he's trying to one up somebody, but he just has, he has six ears to listen to this. Then they're just telling their story, you know, like they told their story. It's, it's everything. It's the way that they're listening because they don't say anything the entire time. The camera will go over to them. Mm hmm. And it's the way that they that those three, well, the two of them, the ones passed the fuck out drunk, but the way the two of them in particular, or is it three?
0: I knew I had to kill my love. Yeah,
1: just the way that they react and are caught up in that moment. That is just one's passed out drunk. He's
0: talking to two.
1: He's talking and to they're two. Like, he yeah.
0: lost his job and his wife won't let him in the house, and yeah. he's probably gonna get a divorce. And he's just like, All right.
1: oh, you—that's a sad story. I'm, let me tell you a sad story.
0: Yeah, but like the the moment where he's. Talking about, he's like, I realized I had to kill my love. Yeah. And then, and then he's like, but I, he's like, I was, I knew I was wrong, and I had to let all my love back. Come on. Do you want to know
1: what's fucking crazy? What? Fucking brains are insane, and art is insane. Why? Can I just say that yeah. out loud? Go. Every time I think about the last three sequences, especially when we're in France, Helsinki, and um, uh, Italy. Mhm they're not speaking English or reading subtitles. No, not at all. When I think back on watching the scenes, you they're speaking English. English. Yeah, <laughs> the subtitles have vanished, and you hear. And it. They, I'm hearing it in my native in language. Yeah, the, how fucking powerful!
0: How powerful is that? That's. I mean, well, we were asking. We have a, a Kazakh. Uh, uh, one of our uh, my coworkers is from Kazakhstan, and we asked her the other day. We're like, "You've been here a while. Have you started thinking in English yet?" And mm-hmm. she goes, she goes, no, I think in Kazakh. And then she goes, when I'm mad, I think in Russian because because in Kazakh, they don't have swear words. Oh, right. So they use Russian to swear. So when she gets angry, like the, her default brain language for like st- expressing strong mm-hmm. negative emotion is Russian. So she thinks in Russian when she's mad. And I thought that was so interesting. That is interesting. Um, all right. I'm going to give notes on the adventures of Baron Munchausen. Yep, and yep. then we're so going to have my to,
1: notes on night on earth. Then and then I will have my, my notes. We're going to have to discuss yeah.
0: because, okay. So for the adventures of the adventures of Baron Munchausen for me was like, a second dip into the the Terry Gilliam pool. Right. Having seen Brazil and knowing that this is part of this of a of a sequence of films that includes Brazil and Time Bandits. Yes. I still haven't seen Time Bandits, but like knowing that it was going to be in that wheelhouse, I come in so came in so excited. And then it's this jaunty, fun, um, you know, like over in uh, intentionally over the top film. Fairy tale basically where we're Flying you know we're like flying around in outer Space and we're taking under
1: an underwear Balloon
0: we're taking an underwear balloon to the moon And it's as a matter You know it's just as a matter of course And we're meeting like Greek and Roman Gods and goddesses and we're Like exploring weird like Subtextual cuckolding (laughs) (laughs) You know like there's there's all Sorts of like there's it's a it's an Adult movie Like It's an told
1: through the eyes of a child, sort of. But no, but it's it's actually Moonchild is telling the story.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say I think it's an adult movie as told to a child.
1: There you go. Mm. That is exactly what it is. It yeah. is.
0: That's exactly. Yeah, because you know you like you you soften some of the details for mm-hmm. the kid, but it's like that uh, that early Disney movie thing where there's stuff in there that adults are catching it's terrifying, that are yeah. going right over the kids'
1: heads. Watch fucking Sleeping Beauty again, and when Maleficent turns into the dragon, that's some terrifying shit. <laughs> oh,
0: what I think, what I always think of is Coraline. I think we mm. talked about it. During okay, the yeah, episode. we sure did. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like you know, if you read if, uh, when adults read, Coraline, oh, they see that they, We
1: pick up different things in the children. Adults
0: read Coraline and they think it's an adult book an, uh, an adult piece of horror fiction And when kids read it They see it as like a fun Harry Potter-esque fairy tale Yes And it's just it's just the our perspectives yep. it's the reality tunnels that we've built for ourselves <laughs> Exactly now. But yeah, I, I loved the adventures of Baron Munchausen And I was Like the whole time through I'm like swashbuckling adventure And there's terrifying moments Like there the is. moment in the belly of the fish it's When he yeah. sit, fucking sits down And starts playing cards and that's it. That's game over, man. Like the moment the retirement, home, because we talked about how yeah, it's kind of like a retirement a, yeah. metaphor, but the moment you get in shooting the shit with your buddies and you get in that retirement home mode.
1: Suddenly you're there.
0: Death is the dealer, man. Yep. And you're fucking game over. You got to keep moving. You got to keep in your adventure. Yeah. You know, but, uh, you know, the, the adventure is life, you know, but, and I, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Do we want to talk about why? Cause we disagree and I want, well, let
1: me read my notes on adventures of baron okay, Moon real quick and then we'll go. We'll, um, so this is my gut pick for best of quarter between um, this only lovers left alive and one other one. Um, oh, so this, this is a, a contender for number one for you. Yeah. Okay. So this changes me after every viewing, I get a different sort of, perspective because this again is sort of like a ticking clock in a way because the baron is very old when he starts telling a story and gets younger as re- he's he remembers his adventures and is telling it but it's also that we can be the hero of our own story because the people he's telling the story to mm-hmm. are the ones in the story like uma thurman who's a a woman that's listening to him tell the tale is in the story she is aphrodite right and it's it's Um, it's, so it tells us we can be the hero of our story not to forget who you are and be aware of the belly of the, of the fish Mm -hmm. and we need to stop it or we're all (laughs) going (laughs) to die. And you're never too old to run fast, get the girl, stop a speeding bullet, throw ships in the air. Like the anti-war stuff is big. Yeah. Um, and the, the, the whole stuff with, with Vulcan and the, and the bomb. -hmm. And all you have to do is push a button like that is just that is terrifying.
0: Yeah, the 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 stuff where like nobody really knows why the war Mm -hmm. is going on anymore, and like the stuff about misinformation and the whole like bureaucracy of war and the paperwork stuff and the like, all of that is really interesting. So here is why I go Night on Earth over the Adventures of Baron Munchausen. In when I look at the films as a like a totality and how they affect me, and I think it's also just a difference a difference in aesthetics between the not mm. aesthetics that's the wrong word. Um, well, there's two. Yeah, there's a different taste. One between is the two very ones. much
1: in the imagination. One are cab rides in a real world.
0: Right. Two. There is no like realer movie that on this docket probably than the Night, Night on, on Earth. Earth. Nope. It's just like like blue collar cab drivers having conversations with people, and it's you know it's that thing. And then The Adventures of Baron Munchausen is about as like exploded imagination <laughs> yes. fairy tale like there's no such there is no surrealism to this movie because it allows everything, everything to exist. To exist. Because exactly. Because you because it's it's you know it's
1: Robin Williams can be the disembodied head of the King of the Moon and that's
0: so that's why I go the reason I go Night on Earth is partly Robin Williams. Okay. Robin Williams on the moon is like I get the metaphor that they're working like all all mind is too too much, you know, like you become like abstracted and cold and can't form connections. But when you're when you're all body, you know, you become like a rapist, right, (laughs) or whatever. But you know, um, for me, like that performance is a little big. It's a little,
1: yeah, I would agree. It's a little
0: big and a little like a little. It's the Robin
1: Williams moment in a Terry Gilliam film.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's. So there's that, and then like the other thing is, I love the lushness of *The Adventures of Baron Munchausen*, like the the richness of of Gilliam's sets is mm-hmm. incredible. But knowing how long *Night on Earth* is, part of part of some the point I have to give to *Night on Earth* and and take lightly, gently with with mm-hmm. loving fingers from *The Adventures of Baron Munchausen* is that Munchausen feels longer, but it's not.
1: Interesting. So
0: for me, The Adventures of Baron Munchausen feels occasionally, in some a places, long. very, very mildly. Like again, this this whole this shootout was always going to be this. Oh yeah, which absolutely. Is trying <laughs> desperately to just gently critique movies that you love. The Less Adventures of you.
1: Baron Munchausen
0: is my number
1: five. Okay, that's a solid place
0: for that to be. And I will say that my number four through seven are all like within a razor uh, yeah. width of each other. we watched incredible films, and The Adventures of Baron munchausen it was one of my one of my all-time favorites i yeah. absolutely adored this movie but for me the the lessons and the like little heartaches and the little hopes yeah. that come from watching stories about fleeting human connections mm-hmm. and how just 10 minutes with another person can change your perspective or change your outlook because everyone changed everyone is different including us and my, well, one it. of my favorite things about Night on Earth is there is the section that takes place in Paris. And in Paris... Oh, the blind woman and the black driver. Yes. Right. Which, I mean, you know, the way that she describes going to watch movies, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but, like, that one is an awesome illustration of how you can spend time with another person and not change. You know, like true because he didn't because it doesn't change like like being like a little human. It's a movie about human connections and how they can have long lasting forever reverberations or just change your mood for the evening. Right. But ultimately, the outcome isn't important. What's important is the life in the conversation and the willingness to form that connection to to reach there And th- I don't know Like for, for me Watching the movie Like there's such a It's like this slow Rising tide Of Of like Hope for humanity And a realization That yeah we're all We all are in our own Like story That we tell ourselves But when we bump Because they in, all
1: happen At the same time That's that's the important thing to, to remember about Night on Earth That I forget Is these cab rides Are all happening At the same time Identical moments Yeah and the only reason we get we move into night is because we're changing, we're time, changing zones. time zones, right? right? So,
0: like, when we by the time we get to Italy, it's like full dark, and when we get to Finland, okay, so
1: okay, okay, okay. So, eventually, I'm gonna have to do it this way, yeah, because it's going to be night on earth. But the adventures of Baron Munchausen is it will always be like in, in like my top favorite movies of all time before the podcast, right? Looking at through that lens, night on earth. Was my first experience with Jim Jarmusch that right. opened the door for that. I that I can't not have that as part of like the equation, it acknowledging part that of,
0: that's a big part of Brazil for me. Fair over, enough. Over Munchausen is Brazil hits so hard. Yeah,
1: in fact, this is five different stories being told. I don't care for the Winona Rider sequence mm-hmm. very much, like right. at all. But you can take that out. You have four more to enjoy. Yeah, if
0: you if you remove the moon right. from Baron Munchausen, you've got right. a killer movie. I agree. Yeah. All
1: right. So uh, we'll. I'm going to make this easy, but it's not easy to do this. this but I'm going to do this. This is hard. Baron Munchausen. I'm going to spin this once a year. Not on Earth. I might actually spend more than that. To be honest with you, like if I'm going to prepare for like an audition or something, I might not watch the whole thing. But like, I need Go to watch, watch that Helsinki pieces. chunk. I want to watch Roberto Benini's monologue in the beginning when he's. Just driving, rat, around. driving around, getting lost, talking about the the, <laughs> the genius hotel. Yeah, like. <laughs> whereas Adventures of Baron Munchausen, if I feel like having a fun adventure, I pop this in, and yeah. Or if I'm feeling old, I'll watch the Adventures of Baron Munchausen. And
0: I, yeah, and it is. I will say, like, if if it, the Adventures of Baron Munchausen had gone up against m-
1: most this of the would other, win movies. On, I, I hated it. it was Night on Earth and Adventures of Baron Munchausen, and this come up against. Like anything. Almost else. anything else it probably right. would have probably would've, but that's what I, I kinda like this format.
0: Me too, because it forces it, it forces, forces the hard randomness is hard decisions. Sometimes. Right. Um so yeah, I that is a the, I'm I'm right there with you. I'll probably Bar- Adventures of Baron Munchausen is a movie that I wanna show is that I wanna like watch with people like come and look at this, come and look yeah. at this. But Night on Earth is a movie that I feel like I want to share with people. Yeah. Like Adventures Brand Munchausen's like you want to watch a movie? Check this out. Yeah. Whereas Night on Earth, I'm like, you gotta watch this movie. That's that's the difference for me. I'm a huge fan. Anyway, so yeah. Are we on our last two? Maybe. We but are. then we're gonna re we're gonna reload and shoot out out shoot out out. We
1: gotta shoot Here, out the so shoot Oh, pull that, that goes in the bin. And we put put leave up.
0: that open for now because we're gonna get one more. Oh, in one more.
1: Well, it's okay. There. It's
0: gonna be. Good morning Vietnam, 1987 Episodes 22 and 22.5 Alright,
1: one hour photo goes on the floor Good morning Vietnam goes yep. in the bucket Yeah, All yeah, right. yeah,
0: nice and easy No heartache there I
1: was actually waiting for one hour photo and blood and concrete Because those were the like two very easy ones Alright, so, so
0: we killed one hour photo Here's what's but left
1: here's, But we can talk about one hour, fo- one hour I'd be remiss not to at least, you know talk about it for We a gave them the second. episode
0: number did you? Yeah, you did, didn't you? No, you didn't. You fuck. It's on the ground. <laughs> all right, so give us the one-hour photo notes. All right, one-hour. photo <laughs> notes. Um, wait, it's number twenty-three.
1: Twenty-three. So this is uh, the one of the only roles where Robin Williams, I feel like, completely vanishes in his performance. Since that is the reason to watch this movie.
0: Yeah, because he doesn't have any like. There's a Robin Williams moment. There isn't. It's all sigh.
1: It's all sigh. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you want to feel uneasy and strangely awkward for ninety minutes, spin this flick. Right. Uh, it's a good flick for the performances, particularly Gary Cole and and obviously uh, Robin Williams. The story of the plot is just okay, and I probably won't ever spin this again.
0: One hour photo. Yeah, um, yeah I might I might watch it again, but I would watch it to show it to somebody under very specific. Right, specific I would circumstances. I would lend
1: this to somebody and be like, Hey, check out Robin Williams' performance. Oh, you've only seen. The you know yeah, yeah, the yeah, other yeah, stuff yeah. Uh, here let me I'm not going to watch what's your it favorite you? Robin
0: Williams like oh it's you know anybody I love Mrs. Doubtfire but if yeah. that's
1: your favorite Robin
0: Williams movie then you have not been watching Robin Williams movies. right exactly alright so we are in the so it was good morning Vietnam in there yeah we threw it in did we yeah
1: oh. so we threw I don't remember talking about it
0: we didn't because we just voted one hour photo. Oh, and that's now it's right. it's going to be in okay. another Oh Always Good like, Morning Vietnam, the other one? Yeah. It
1: was. Okay, good never morning. mind. So it's
0: fine. <laughs> so you only saw one hour photo and you're like, whatever oh, the whatever other movie is?
1: didn't fucking matter. I'm like, sweet. This All is right. the, this in Blood and Concrete. Oh, are the God two damn. Easy ones. All right. Now we're into a hard round Because uh, well, there are I'm, no easy. feels a little, I don't want to do There are no one.
0: easy, easy outs in this one. Nope. 1985's Brazil. Cemetery
1: Man. Well, there it is. That is easy. All right.
0: Brazil wins. But, but, my, oh but like God. I said I was I had the list in front of me and I looked down and I'm like, well, whatever Cemetery Man comes up against is fucked. Yeah. The rest of the movies are absolutely amazing. But I have to
1: say there's a reason the Cemetery Man Cemetery Man made it into round, round two. two. Yes. It's over eight.
0: Cemetery Man made it in over blue velvet. Over Awakenings Now I know it wasn't Stacked it against up, but yeah. those But it's important To to put it in this group It yeah. made it in Over Eraserhead And over The Adventures Of Baron Munchausen Now yes Part of that is the Random structure of it But also Cemetery Man Is an Undeniably Like Pure fun
1: From start to finish yes. All joy. Yep. Like this is I have I have three different ways that I this is an important thing to say. Actually, yeah. it's fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have three ways that I store and organize my my movie collection. Mm-hmm. I have binders where I th- where I recycle the cases and I just keep the disc in alphabetical order and I have them in an app. So if I need to find whatever I know where it is and they're in these big like CD binders. Gotcha. And that goes in a, in a shelf in the room. So those are like the random like. These are my A to Z movies. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And then I have the the movies that are like my kind of go to's. It's they, they keep their jewel cases and they're in alphabetical order. Right. And there's just like that's the library. And then I have the like this is like the the top picks that that stay out underneath my entertainment center and it readily accessible. Right. There's like a lot of them are the, are the movies we've talked about on the show. I have like a measuring flicks corner now. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like it's all my Steven Spielberg movies. It's all my Terry Gilliams. And right. it's like the Doctor Who. It's like things that are very precious to me that stay out. So you in can the get out of my library and I can also look at them. Yeah. Which is a thing if I'm sitting in and I'm reading a book. Occasionally I like to look up at my bookshelves mm-hmm. and look at my books And my board games, and then I'll also look at my movies, and it just makes me happy Mm -hmm. because I know they're there. Yeah. And they're ready to be touched and watched and appreciated. Where is Cemetery Man? Cemetery Man is on my. I want. That's there to grab and to. It is. It's there. It's next to. Brazil it's next to all of the Spielberg Movies right. and the Gilliam's Cemetery man Is there it's really fucking crazy
0: I have something similar When we moved to Maine I, We couldn't take all my movie I, I had them all in DVD cases mm-hmm. so we threw away all the DV, We recycled all the DVD cases Every single one of them we loaded up uh, Everything into like the CD Binders right but when once we moved back and i i the one thing i was adamant about is i wasn't going to put my blu-rays in a binder because yeah. that shit is high def i don't want no scratches on it yeah exactly but the other thing was i didn't there were there was a certain set of movies that i'm like no these deserve to have their own case and w- like if you go and look at my shelf you'll notice there are it's all blu-rays because mm-hmm. most of the dvds go in the sleeve in the sleeves but yeah. there are a few dvds that i will not put in the sleeve and like Dead Alive is one of them Absolutely, and Bird's like really and like you don't Understand like th- that movie Means something in my mm-hmm. heart when you watch The movie you're like it's it's like A goofy gooey slasher yep. Good time but I, there, I know there's a huge Huge portion of people who watch movies Who'd be like Oh yeah, but just put that in the binder though. It's like one it's like a weird old zombie movie. But there, you're right. There's something about it, and there's something about a Cemetery Man. Cemetery mm-hmm. Man is so
1: fucking good, yep.
0: and you can't it. find it anywhere. So no. every time I want to watch oh, it, I'll God. have to
1: yeah. come and be like, come I mean, on, "It's thirty eight dollars now uh, for the, the 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 Blu the Blu-ray bootleg on eBay." Correct me if I'm wrong, but that went down. It sure did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the seller that I bought it from got banned from eBay for selling like
0: bootleg, bootleg movies. movies. Hmm. <laughs> weird, <laughs> Interest, That's so strange. All right. Now we're. I don't
1: want to get. I don't want to get sued.
0: Oh, Carl. Because now that Cemetery Man's gone, now we are. Let's see. Yeah, now this is. What Dreams May Come, 1998. Night on Earth. Ooh. Okay. All right. So What Dreams May Come is episode 25. Yeah. And Night on Earth, episodes 15
1: and 15.5. This is funny because What Dreams May Come is the one I don't have notes for because. We did it so recently. It, was, it hasn't so recently gone up yet. Listed, it was yeah. a
0: very good conversation and about the podcasts. Both of these were amazing conversations.
1: Yeah. Oh my God. My, the, I remember night, the, the night on it. Some of the conversations I don't, you know, sometimes we record them really early or we do two or three at a time. There are some conversations that I remember bits and pieces of, but then when I go back and like listen to a few of them, I'm like, Oh yeah, it was a good conversation. Like these two conversations. Yeah. Well, this one's pretty fresh in mind, but like, I remember like, the, them being like amazing conversations about movies and life and like just the reason I got remember, to know you better as a friend and having these conversations yeah, about these movies. Well, the
0: reason I remember the Night on Earth one so vividly is because we did Eraserhead and recorded mm. it, it. Went Eraserhead and then Night on Earth. So we did Eraserhead at like we started recording at like eleven.
1: It was after last well the last quarter shootout.
0: Yeah, and we recorded until like one in the morning yes. or some fucking like, absurd. The, if you listen to the episode, you can hear the point where we start to get scared. We get it's cracked dark. a little bit, we yeah, <laughs> crack up a little bit. And then I remember uh, night on earth. We started recording at a decent hour, but it was such a long, nuanced, like emotional conversation yeah. that it went until after midnight. So what I I remember both of those conversations because mm-hmm. it was the moment where we realized like fuck June is gonna be a, a, a
1: brutal, brutal yeah. one. <laughs> Um, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna just do a gut pull right now. Gut pull go. Gut pull. Night on Earth goes back in the bin. Dreams may come. Hits the floor. Hits the floor. And this is why. Same, what dreams may come. It was this my is number a six. Beautiful, amazing movie. Listen to the episode, episode twenty five. This will be the the episode you're listening to now is immediately following the What Dreams May Come episode. If right. you're listening in order, yes. So just listen to that. We love this movie, but I think with the shootout and our sort of. Self-imposed rules for it Right Night on Earth Spinning it Spinning it Spinning coming it spinning it Coming What back dreams with... What dreams may come It It takes a little bit To watch it It's a very Emotional Film Yeah And it takes them out of you So does like, The Helsinki bit And Night on Earth Does too But I
0: think uh, I'm with you I'm with you on the On the decision It's It's like it, You don't want to see it go But the right. decision is Fairly Straightforward Which yep. is like Look Night on Earth I think we both we both would would spin it more often. We'd show it to more people. I think you get more out of it. I agree. What dreams may come? What again? The mildest like, like soft glove criticism is occasionally moves into like somewhat vaguely preachy territory. Yes. Um, but again, like this is this to me is like. Someone who saw the adventures of Baron Munchausen as a kid and then made a movie when they grew up. Yes. Like all of that stuff, all of it's the, all there. All the visual wonder and the beautiful sets and the very, very real horror that is portrayed when Robin Williams goes through hell, the yes. field of faces. Like, mm-hmm. what Dreams May Come is an astoundingly good movie, but Night on Earth is better.
1: Yep. I would have to agree 100%. Okay. All right. Um, and
0: again, these are not ju- these are we're throwing them on the floor as a symbolic like you haven't made the cut thing. But again, right. mad respect to Absolutely. all of these movies except for Blood and Concrete. <laughs> except for Blood and Concrete, <laughs> yeah. Blood and
1: Concrete, you go fuck yourself. Yeah,
0: it's not your fault. It's kind of. But
1: you know, without Blood and Concretes in the okay. world, we wouldn't have. Oh no! Is, yeah, oh no! I know. I know. what this one is yeah. because the process it's good of Good Vietnam and, and Only and Lovers Left, left Alive. To it, oh. Okay, so I, look in my head, it's easy. In my head, it is. It's only Lovers Left Alive. Yeah, but we got to talk about it. We got to talk about it. Because we didn't talk about Good Morning Vietnam. We don't want to rush. All right, so this is a longtime favorite movie of mine, Good Morning Vietnam. Yes. Watching it when we had recorded it off of NBC, oh, no. it was cut to shit. But loving it for that, for those reasons, for the Robin Williams performances, and then being too young to really understand the conflict, but just enjoying the Adrian Cronauer of yeah. it. Yeah. Um, this is such a different perspective on the Vietnam War and the conflict, where a lot of movies like Apocalypse Now, Full Metal Jacket, you're dealing with the soldiers in the field, you're dealing with them in boot camp, and it's the, we're only in the jungle for a very brief amount of time when their, their Jeep gets blown off the road. Yeah. So this is being told, it's a complete, and this is the very beginning of the conflict too. So we haven't fully gotten into Vietnam yet. So this is a different perspective on all that. The boys haven't gotten to, to, to the shit shit yet. Yes. Um, Robin Williams is left sort of off the chain to, to, to be funny and to improvise, but he's never that over the top disembodied head on the moon robin williams
0: yeah it's not that right it's not um like the, the disembodied head on the moon is very reminiscent of his early stand-up style yes which is just where this is netic yeah where this
1: of, is him filtering that through the character of adrian cronauer
0: yeah this is a great the the cronauer character and the microphone in front of his face is a perfect funnel for that, the Robin like William, the Robin Williams yeah. thing. When he's doing it on a stage, or he's doing it as a head on a platter, it can seem like it's flying off in all directions. Like, hey ho ho, ho. But yeah. when he can sit in one spot and pour it into a microphone, it 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 becomes a character trait rather than like a style of comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's weird when you said the bit where their jeep gets blown off and they're in the woods, mm-hmm. or in the jungle. Think you could cut that from this movie you could
1: it's not necessary
0: i don't even like i don't it think you need the
1: subplot much. of the 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 sergeant major like trying to trying, kill trying to kill him, him, him. you can just have him wanting to get him off the base off the base i don't think you need that yeah
0: like it, it it's that a, little
1: subplot that's my one note for negatives on that there's too many little like subplots yeah. happening that I, are unnecessary. i like the vc
0: subplot mm-hmm. i like that um and I guess part of like Going into He can get in And out of the jungle Because he's like Got he connections knows And that's the, a way To the
1: main guy But there's but, gotta
0: be Another way to do it Cause mm-hmm. for real That's like 10 minutes Of and movie like, That I Where I check out For a little while Yeah like, Where I'm just like oh, Okay this is fine But like I'm not This is not It's It's Forrest Whitaker And Robin Williams In the jungle I
1: would rather It's focused on him Teaching English when he's not supposed to be teaching English and go back to the classroom and figure it out that way right what we're trying to tell and then he gets in trouble because he's not supposed to be teaching a class and then you know you can something you can have the the conflict between the the brass and him without yeah because what what real sergeant major in the military is going to send out a fucking contract on one of their own people I find that to be bullshit right especially when it's a it's he's a DJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah. a rock state, like like come you hear on
0: Vietnam. You hear famous there's like famous stories of fragging where you they, right. the men kill officers because the officers right. are making them do shit. That's like an. But
1: maybe it thing. was. I mean, this could be based on actual things. But I find for this for this movie, I don't know. I don't it's believe just, it. No, I don't believe it,
0: and I don't the and I don't I don't I I cash out. I'm like I'm like well, once he's back in on like on when base, back on base, then I'll we're fine. Pay or can we
1: get back to the classroom or, or, or back or, to Jimmy
0: Waz? Right. So. I will have. I'm no. We've said some negative things about Good Morning Vietnam. Again, though, k- killer movie. Mm-hmm. Like really great good. soundtrack. Super worth watching. Amazing. And, and watch this over and over again. And still. I'm gonna say this. I think Only Lovers Left Alive. Like it, it's well documented. Yeah. I think Only Lovers Left Alive is a perfect film. Uh, ooh, what do I have on? This? I Hey, it's
1: near perfect.
0: But I will say this. As far as like, if we're talking about performances, I think the performances in Only Lovers Left Alive are fucking. Killer yes but One of the best performances I've ever seen ever On screen is in good morning Vietnam When Robin Williams is talking to The men in the trucks And falls apart mm. While simultaneously Becoming more and more like uh Like jovial and jocular. for me That
1: whole scene is That is a master class
0: Yeah yes I would I'm, We I think we agree only lovers left alive yeah. Is gonna win this round yeah but I will never take that away from Good Morning Vietnam. I think the best single performance we've seen this quarter is that moment in Good Morning Vietnam where Rob... It's not a film. On it's not the film as a whole. How many do we have left? Three? How do we have three? Well, eventually if you cut six in half, you'll get three. So we'll have to do we we'll have to we do it We can just do a triple header A triple header? okay. Yeah, Let's do that But, but we, can't, we can't take that away no. that, For me that is That is my favorite performance Of this quarter And actually I'd have to go back And look at all the movies But just off the top of my head It might be Either my favorite Or top two Of the whole season so far Yeah I can't You watching it And knowing what he's doing And knowing that he's performing And knowing that he's using his life To inform that performance Yes You almost can't believe What you're watching the, the 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 pushing to it, two extremities of opposite emotions in the same performance it's absolutely like i can see tears welling up in your eyes yep. my my back is pure goose flesh this yep. is it's one of the fucking greatest things i've ever seen so you know good good morning Vietnam we salute you mm-hmm. we've we've have eliminated the film but that yeah. is a strong late second round yeah. contender as Definitely. a little
1: as a little footnote to Robin Williams Danielle and I uh, the other night uh, watched uh, Dead Poets Society because mm-hmm. we're just feeling like we want to watch a movie I'm like let's watch dead like, Poets, like, what, so if we, what we just
0: sat and cried was, at each
1: other's arms but me. you don't not until the end it's joyful yeah until the last 10 minutes of the movie it yeah. becomes a tragedy Mm-hmm but there was a moment when Robin Williams was just talking to the boys about poetry and he was, he's quoting, uh, like Robert Frost or someone, but then also like saying his own words, but like, so, like weaving the poetry into, to his argument to these, these boys. Right. And I start crying. Danielle starts crying and very quietly she, she leans over to me and she's like, Robin Williams was amazing. Robin Williams was amazing. Like that's, yeah. And then she didn't say anything. About that, that was it. It's just like Robin Williams was amazing. they <laughs> like, thank you. Now I'm crying more. Like <laughs> me in, so. there, anyway,
0: there and you know what? And we can, because yes, that was the last of the Robin Williams to go. Mm-hmm. Um, we have two of, as far as like episodes. Oh go.
1: my God. Look at what we have. We've in front got of two of,
0: two of the June episodes, one of your birthday month episodes. All the Robin Williams have been eliminated. Yep. Um, Yeah, Robin. There, there is no other person. There's, there's, there are people who are like, like that's he's really unique. But you can see shades and flavors of other people in them. Mm -hmm. Robin Williams is. Literally one of a kind. There is no one like Robin Williams.
1: Last night, Danielle and I went to see uh, Steve Martin and Martin Short uh, at Interlock, and they're mm. doing this like tour thing that they do now. A lot of it's reminiscing about, you know, them on the road and blah blah blah. But that at the very be. end, they do this like send up to some of their comedians that they that have that they've loved. Right. And so they'll put their picture up on the thing and then they'll tell one of their very brief jokes. Right. And then they'll laugh and have it Oh they they
0: tell the comedian. They tell the
1: comedian's joke. Almost Uh like they're doing the best of it. And then we have this guy and it's it's funny and then this and then our our good friend Robin Williams and they have Robin Williams up there and the entire you know, interlocking's full and everyone just went like silent for a moment. Uh-huh. And, and the C-barns like, mm-hmm, "I know." And like, but then they told uh, then then Martin Short told the joke about, you know, I wonder what chair seats think all the time. Oh my god, here comes another asshole.
0: <laughs> Dude, I'm going to like, I'll give you. I've got two of his uh Two of his comedy specials, I'll get him to. Oh, please They're do! fucking. I just. So he's funny. just so
1: funny. But So
0: funny. But man. he's still
1: on top of everybody's minds, including like greats like Steve. Yeah, and March, you know, people um, that knew him personally. I was thinking
0: back, and I think as far remember, do you remember 2017, the notorious year of celebrity death? Yes. I. There are deaths that happened before 2017 that started that off. Because I remember the first death. The first like celebrity who died that eventually became like The stream of The Stream of Death. Where it's just like you're like, Oh my god, no, wait, what? Carrie Fisher died? Mm -hmm. Or like, oh, what do you what do you mean David Bowie's dead? What do you mean Prince? What What do you you mean mean... Prince is dead? Well, you know, like and it was just bam, bam, bam. I remember the first one. And the first one some people will say Lou Reed, but I think the first one is Robin Williams. When Robin Williams died, Bird texted me and I was like I was like, wait. Wait, 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 what? No. Like what what car plane crash? She's like, he killed himself. I was like, what the fuck are you even saying? Yeah, those words don't
1: make any sense. No, it was
0: that was that was like I felt dead for like a week. Mm -hmm. That was the first like brutally. Fuck those
1: people say, Oh, you didn't know him. I was like, no, we did know him. We grew up with him. Yeah, that's a stupid argument. Yeah, I know. Like,
0: but that but but like that was it was it was like an inviolate rule of the universe. Had just been like blatantly Flagrantly broken mm-hmm. And I was It just made like Nothing made sense at yep. all and it was just, It was fucking stunning And then you know The cavalcade of death yeah. happens You know like You know If you're a music fan Like when Lemmy died You're like what? what? Motorhead is no more? Fuck that shit And then you know um, it, 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 Everyone knows what 2017 was 2017 was just All that is good Yeah everyday who,
1: who is it now? <laughs> yeah yeah.
0: Yeah. It was, uh, it was
1: really, really hard,
0: but, um, but Robin Williams was the first, Yeah, you Fuck. know? Yeah. I think that kind of set the, set the tone. Cause when you're hurt that bad, even the little, no one, there like, no death is a little death, but like even the, the ones that you didn't think about, the ones that didn't. Power, Titanic, in your childhood, like Robin Williams, even those ones, they hurt more for the loss that because they're like, oh, great, them. one
1: more, fuck, great, awesome, yeah,
0: yeah. This this mounting totality of loss, mm-hmm. it was just
1: brutal.
0: Um, but yeah, so like, <laughs> we just <what, laughs> celebrate the man. We're just lamenting. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but yeah, like so. So honestly, we watched four amazing Robin Williams movies, and we we did flippantly throw one hour photo on the floor. We but sure did. But that episode is a two parter.
1: It, we talked a lot. We talked a lot. We thought was going to be about, oh, this will be about a 70 minute conversation. Uh uh-uh. uh. I,
0: I said to split that shit into two. That's a Jesus. killer episode. So, yeah. So, goodbye, Robin Williams. And hello, our new personal nightmare, our new hell, this three way shootout between three of the fucking most killer movies that we watched. It okay. is. You You read this one. I'll read this one. You read that one. Okay. Only Lovers Left Alive, Brazil, Night on Earth. Two Jarmish movies, one Gilliam.
1: I kind of thought it'd come down to Gilliam and Jarmish. To be completely honest, if I'm with honest,
0: you. as I I saw something like this happening, um, I think it is fitting mm-hmm. that we're going out with the directors that we gave to each other. It is
1: right. Oh my goodness. Okay, I'm gonna right.
0: I'm gonna make a bold move right now. Okay. And I'm gonna see what you think. Okay? Okay, okay. 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 I'm gonna take that off the table. Okay, I'm fine with that. Are you cool with that? I'm cool with that. All right, look, we are gonna eliminate Night on Earth. Nineteen ninety one. Go and listen to the episodes. It's 15 and 15 and a half. But I don't think it. This movie towers like towers above many as a giant of cinema. But (laughs) but I think these two are are where the this is the this is the trenches. This is where this is
1: the trenches. I kind of I, I had a dream last night that it would be only lovers left alive in Brazil. Yeah. And then I said to you, as much as I love Terry Gilliam and as much as I will continue to watch Brazil. Right. Only lovers left alive changed my life. Okay, and change the way I watch movies, mm-hmm. and change the way I listen to the soundtrack of movies, and though I may not have read a whole bunch of books between now and then, yeah, I'm a video gamer, yeah, and I started to feel guilty about playing video games, but then I realized, as like I said before, I enjoy them so much, and the story and the craftsmanship that Those goes into your, them
0: can be your little details. They can be
1: one of my little details because there's nothing wrong. I just finished the Ezio collection, which is a three. It's a branching story arc over... It's great storytelling, and I'm, I'm engaged and I'm having fun while I'm doing it. I shouldn't feel bad mm. that that is one of the things. I also love music and books and being on stage. Right. But that... Who's who's to tell me that isn't one of my things that I get enjoyment in my life out of? Yeah. Because I finished one of the games the other day, and the list, the credits that roll... Mm-hmm. Thousands of people Yeah Involved in the making of a video game This is important Like holy shit
0: video games do get a lot of shit They do They do It's like It's a time But I'm not moisture. playing like
1: Call of Duty And like yeah. doing these like
0: But even if you were Even if you were I think this is important be, I'm like, Now
1: I'm taking away somebody else's Exactly Yucking someone else's and yum And I,
0: I understand the impulse too Because I'm right. not a video gamer right. right So there was a time in my life Where I would have said Like in, Unequivocally Like If you are playing video games Like you're wasting your time You're wasting your life Look what you could be doing instead That was where I used to come Mm -hmm. from And this movie Which I saw in 2013 Or early 2014 Right This movie is the reason I don't think that way anymore Isn't that weird? And because like I got eventually You know like if you Once this movie sparks Your quest for fucking Like absorbing life and learning Because I'm very very bookish Oh yeah So You know you start reading books about like buddhism and like zen and and, then like eastern philosophies and then like the first american Mm -hmm. philosopher william james who's fascinating you get to a point where you realize like if someone want if someone's thing is they stand in their backyard and they look at leaves and try to understand like how all the moving parts of a leaf work then that's their thing and they're not wasting their life nope and you have no business telling them, you know, or, or judging them for their proclivity or judging them for their fascination. If someone wants to study the chemical composition of different types of dirt, and that's what they get home from work and they just can't wait to get to that, I'm going to look at this dirt. to their dirt upstairs. Yep. Then good for them. They've figured their shit out. Maybe you should figure your shit out mm-hmm. instead of wondering
1: why they My problem it. is I my list of things I enjoy is fucking too. huge, yeah, dude. Me too. <laughs> I mean, I enjoy cross-stitching too. Did you know that? I didn't. I fucking cross-stitch. I like to make, like, uh, patches for stuff. um, And then cross... What? like holy fuck! I like to do that. I like to write music. I like to be in plays. I like like they're like the list of things is pretty fucking big. Yeah, I'm. But I was like, I feel like I've you, already, I feel like I already whittled it down as much as I can whittle it. I, like, yeah,
0: I don't think I could cut anything. Anything else? Out.
1: Everything else would feel like pulling a piece off of me. And to other people listening, well, video game. No, it isn't either. Is something I fucking enjoy the storytelling of it, the way it's presented, the interaction. Right. It's a whole thing. Yeah, but I also am reading like a biography right now and I'm reading a, 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 a trilogy of books about like post-apocalyptic shit like <laughs> yeah. I'm also reading uh, I'm rereading all of the the Philip K. Dick short stories right now too so it's like fuck that's why I said Minority Report instead right, of because right. I'm in the middle of a, of a collection of, of short Minority stories but and
0: other stories, yeah. but it's, so it's
1: like no, I'm not missing the forest for the trees either. It's like my it's biggest, just, there's so much. I just don't want that a day is, job
0: anymore. I'm with you. That's my biggest. My biggest problem is the list because it's like I have a fairly large collection of guitars. Yeah. And I I I record albums, mm-hmm. but I also love listening to vintage vinyl. I'm a huge reader, but I love watching movies. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm into yoga. I'm into boxing. You know, boxing eats up a shitload of time. Yeah. If you're like if you start getting seriously into boxing and do you do the work you're supposed to do to like to to become competent not competent, but become competent and then skillful yeah. at boxing, which is, in my opinion, of itself an art. Yeah. I don't think of it as as so much as a martial art as an art. Because as far as a practical fighting style goes, boxing is not the one boxing is full of holes if you're actually going to fight but if you want to engage in this practice that has this artistic beauty to it but bo- i think boxing is more an expression of like some of like human emotion right. than it is a an actual like fighting form viable fighting right. form so i think of boxing as an art so how do you fit all of that into say six hours <laughs> in a day yeah you, you fucking know. can't like yeah. I've been like I just finished a book I finished reading This book Gun Machine By Warren Ellis It's this like Crass detective story Written in that Warren Ellis style. He's a comic Mm -hmm. book writer As well He's famous for Transmetropolitan The book is Fucking killer If you want to When you're finished With your your biography Yeah I've
1: read Transmet several times
0: Yeah Transmet's amazing And he did um, So Gun Machine Is basically like The feel of Transmetropolitan That like zany Wacky like irreverent And
1: so he's our Spider Jerusalem Is like a weird detective. Detective Yeah
0: like a lives in his head detective But like I I just finished reading That and then because I promised Bird I would I went directly from like a a fairly Crass like that's Warren Ellis' style like Mm -hmm. a Fairly crass very explicit Writing style directly Into Wuthering Heights Fuck me by Emily Bronte (laughs) Right Right? like and Jarring yeah go look at my shelf Man it's like it's like all Of Stephen King's books and then right after it Is the complete Norton version of John Milton like
1: Time. Oh, you yeah. gotta. That's that's my only reservation. Mine's like mine, mine's like Terry Pratchett goes into like Shakespeare goes into like plays goes into trade paperbacks for the Fantastic right. Four. Like yeah. yeah.
0: That's so. The, we we both talked about. We kind of lamented when we were talking about only lovers left alive in the original episodes mm-hmm. uh, seventeen and seventeen point five about I'm all of the if I took all the books on my shelf and didn't buy another book for the rest of my life. I could finish these books that I already have by the time I was like 60. And that would be if I just read, just read books. Those, yeah. I have a lot of books. Yeah. And I'm a very slow reader. So, like that realizing that you are not going to have the time in your life to. But now we're, you know what? Now yeah. we're just talking about what Only Lovers Only Left, Left Alive life. made us talk about. Look, if I'm being completely honest, there are movies, Brazil is a movie that changed. Changed how I thought Mm -hmm. Right It was like Like I said It Suddenly you realize There's a Terry Gilliam Shaped bookshelf Where you can put (laughs) All of your interests And all these things That you love And he encompasses them all That's who the man is There are movies That changed my life When I was younger Like Pulp Fiction That changed my I was like Oh my god This is also a movie Like, I've been watching Adam Sandler movies all through high school, and then someone's like, You should watch Pulp Fiction. I'm like, Okay, I guess. Is there any wacky hijinks? Right. And then you're like, Holy fuck, movies are a real thing. Yes. Movies are legit. Movies can change you and change how you think and change what you like and inform you towards other things that you might like. Yes. But this, Only Lovers Left Alive, the way that that movie changed my life, it was like I was walking through this stream, right? Up to my waist. And sometimes I'd see a movie like Pulp Fiction. And it would like widen the stream mm-hmm. or show me like there's more mud under my feet and it feels cool. Yeah. Only lovers left alive was like a movie that picked me up out of the stream yep. and set me on the path yeah. and was like, there you go. There Here's it up. is. It's like all these movies widen the stream and branch the stream and only lovers left alive is like how if, I, if you get out of the stream, though, see how there's a whole world. It utterly it was like it was like. Baptism by fire. It's, mm-hmm. There's no way to describe it if you haven't seen it. No. A certain type of person. This movie will scour you and empty you out and fill you back up. And then when the credits roll, you're not you anymore.
1: Nope, you sure aren't. So I watch this again. We haven't finished it yet because we were exhausted. You Daniel. Danielle. Are Danielle started. She's and she's getting it. i don't think she's quite having the experience. It's it's a tough thing when because we live together and I've been talking about Jim Jarmus and and especially incessantly, only yeah. incessantly so when you it's like being that annoying kid like hey mom can we go to the park hey mom can we yeah, go to yeah, the park yeah. hey, and then you're finally in the park with your mom and your mom's like Jesus Christ we're finally fucking- yes play on the fucking swing sets Jesus <laughs> yeah. so she was like the I, I think there's a bit of that happening where she like feels like she has to enjoy it so she's not watching it in a pure form of being able to watch it she's sitting also, next to me like God, I really hope I like this movie because if I don't this is like also, one of his favorite things that's ever happened yeah, to him. You can so can also I build feel bad. stuff up too big. Yeah, and I feel bad about it, because she can't we I might have to give some time and not talk about it and then just be like slip it under just the put it on. Yeah, just like, hey, wanna watch a
0: movie tonight and you throw it on. Yeah. I think I did that to Bird with uh the Stooges. Where I was just oh, no like shit. I'm like I'm telling you, man, the there fantastic. is no greater American rock right. record than fucking <laughs> like you know, you know it, the debate is is it fun house or is it Raw Power? But it right. doesn't matter because they're, they're both like amazing, yeah. titans of rock and roll. And I'm like yeah, man, and Raw Power it was mixed by David Bowie and there's oh like God. no bass in it at all. They pull the bass out. It's like this trebly screaming cat <laughs> set, And she's like, and I can use words like it's this titan, like this tectonic cyclone of treble and. And mo and like pure rage and it is a middle finger on vinyl yeah. and then you play it and what it is is it's just, it's songs written by people, <laughs> and, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know and <laughs> Bird's like I'm not really hearing the the middle the, the finger psych, on vinyl the Cy- cyclonic there was some sort of plate was it there what was like the? it's like cats in a in a tin garbage can I'm not really hear I hear songs and they're pretty cool right. but I'm like what. <laughs> No, but you're not understanding though. Like, uh, bit.
1: <laughs> you, know? Right, you know, Same thing. Yeah. Right.
0: It's that's how my brain. Like, it, once you hear an album, you you replay the album in your head and you turn it into something it's not. Right. And then you spin it for someone else, and they're like, "Yeah, it's cool. It's pretty cool."
1: I've like, had that happen to me too, where you, I'm really I'm excited about you. a movie, and then yeah. I sit somebody down, and I'm on the second viewing for myself. I'm like, oh, this actually isn't that good. If you watch that is that's that's something fucked
0: up that I love about how we've been doing our Patreon episodes is if you watch a movie with people. If you watch an excellent film with people, a lot of times that my experience is diminished. Yeah. But if you watch a shit movie with a lot of people, it, elevates it immediately it. Yeah. becomes better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so weird. Like the first time I saw Only Lovers Left Alive, I watched it with Bird. I had never seen it, so neither of us had any expectations, and we both we both loved it. I think I I it changed me. I think Bird just kind of dug it. You right. know what I mean? But That's fair um, enough.
1: I mean, I would accept any sort of
0: Yeah, like <laughs> as long as you, like, okay, wait. We're doing a shootout
1: We are We're just talking a lot about this movie Carl I love Brazil It's love the top five movie for me Yeah Yeah
0: Brazil Brazil is my number two on my list. For this quarter.
1: It's mine too.
0: For this quarter, <laughs> yeah. Brazil's number two. Yep. And honestly, like the Criterion version of this is yeah. going to have a forever place in my collection. What we
1: should do at some point when we get caught up is watch the um, studio cut for and Patreon. do an episode. Yeah, for Patreon for, of Brazil. Because it's so weird, man. It's so weird seeing like the 85 minute fucking studio cut of Brazil. The. <laughs> The love, the love conquers all version. It's so fucking weird. It's so weird. I was gonna say I'm excited, but I. It
0: sounds. That sounds like it, a horrible. It is, it is thing. horrible. Yeah. It sounds like if someone were like, we're gonna recut uh, Only Lovers Left Alive as like a right. wacky vampire comedy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're gonna turn it to
1: uh, what they do in the shadows, and then you're like, what the you're fuck?
0: Like, and I love. Oh, so do what I. What they do in the shadows, but don't you dare touch. Okay, we've got we're a winner.
1: werewolves, not swearwolves We got a winner. We, we have a winner for quarter two. What's funny is like first quarter, it's like we're hoping for the searchers, but we're happy about raising Arizona, like yeah. pulling it up. But I couldn't be more happy to put this up as the number one. I mean, and I think this we was gave the of, other movies their due. And gave them their time,
0: and and let's for full disclosure, did you, you kind of knew? Ah yeah, I kind of knew too. Yeah, I kind of knew too. Like these, we 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 talked about it going in. You know, like when we ever every time we would text or talk about this shootout, we're like, these are Uh, these are tough, heavy, like beautiful, like all these movies are like. Somewhere between an eight and a ten. Yeah, except we Blood and don't, Concrete. We don't write, <laughs> <laughs> that episode was an eight or a ten. Like we don't, we don't rate movies on the show, which I'm really glad we don't. We yeah. just talk about them. But for me, all these movies live in that same kind of like these are. Gr- I would, yeah. other than Blood and Concrete, anybody who loves movies, period. Yep. I would spin any of these and absolutely and, and expect them to hold up. They're all great. But that said. This quarter, the movies in this quarter, I knew that yeah. Only Lovers Left Alive was in for me, and you know, you know, I I thought that about The Searchers. So I'm like, who knows? Maybe we'll get into a conversation. I thought
1: maybe they're, they're, uh, yeah. there, there, like, yeah, I thought maybe a night on it would be another Jim Jarmusch or Gilliam movie that would have un
0: Yeah, it was yeah. always going to be a Jarmusch or Gilliam. Yeah, I was. I, I had some thoughts that maybe when we hit, if we started talking about Brazil, I would be like, yeah, yeah, the way that it's, you know, yeah, maybe this. and Or, you know, I, I figured because of the Winona Ryder thing that Night on Earth wasn't going to fly, yep. but I knew that Night on Earth would probably be in the top five. Um, but I was kind of wondering, like, I'm like, will we talk ourselves into a different film? Was Only Lovers Left Alive the favorite? I it feel was. like it would
1: be... We wouldn't be true. To it. We would have had to force something else into it, right? It would but have been. We've had to talk for fifteen minutes about Brazil. Not that we it would need that up against any other movie. Brazil wins.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But like, only
1: lovers left alive happened to be a movie that we watched. To be this a quarter, movie we watched so.
0: this quarter. The, that's the big problem with only lovers left alive for me was not not problem problem when comparing it to other shit, which yeah. was like it is a movie that I would gladly watch a couple times a year.
1: Right, like, this movie isn't in this list. Brazil wins.
0: Right. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. But like, like this one, you know, I'd I'd spin this over and over again. Oh yeah. I'd spin it for friends. Absolutely. And also, like, I watch it and I enjoy it because it has fun moments. It's got like it's, like guitar porn moments in it. Yep. It speaks to me personally. But at the same time, it has that thing the searchers had, which is it is also a capital G great film. Yeah. So it has it has that whole it has package. Has all of it. It's yeah. It's pretty. Pretty fucking strong as far as movies go. So,
1: love it. I feel so really, really. Good I feel about
0: good that. about it too. So, only lovers left alive is our crown.
1: Uh, we're halfway there on season we one. Are. me bra. So we. Got, so so far. Brah. Bra. 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 <laughs> what are you doing? I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah. So we're halfway through season one. I love it. Um. Okay. So coming up to get you all prep, prepare, 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 prepare. We've got <laughs> next month, baby.
1: <laughs> oh my God. I can't wait for next month. September this... exploitation. Oh my God. Last quarter is a little bit heavy. This upcoming quarter is a lot of fun on the horizon. I feel like first
0: quarter, we were finding our feet. Absolutely. We had some amazing conversations. Yes. When we were doing, uh, we like we had we had fun months. We had Nicolas Cage month.
1: Absolutely, I loved it. We
0: had fucking we had this heavy, beautiful Western month where we had this conversation about what it means, what what America is and means, and where it's come from, and and the nature of like what it means to be a man. Yeah, eighteen. Like we had some killer conversations. Then we had quarter two, which is Jesus fuck (laughs) the heaviest, not heavy in a bad way, but just like
1: I think there should be like a like an asterisk. Except for seventeen, like, except, except, except for the except blood, blood, blood concrete. and concrete, yeah. but
0: yeah, but like for quarter two, you know, like to take it to a boxing metaphor, you know, there's like your jab, and then there's like a f- mm-hmm. nice finessing hook which comes around. I feel like quarter two was just like grab your collar and then like right <laughs> cross of, yeah. directly in the face every time. It's <laughs> just nothing but power punches. Yes, I feel bruised and
1: brutalized, yeah, I need and a little, so happy. I need a
0: little, uh, palate, uh,
1: palate cleanser little Palette cleanser. palette cleansers. I think a month full of exploitation. Movies. A month
0: full of. Exploitation. We we we're, we both love exploitation films. Yeah.
1: So oh my God, what my uh, That yeah. said,
0: we accidentally question mark somehow turned it into all black exploitation films, except, except for, for Caged one. Heat. Yeah, I didn't intend to at nope. all. I was like, we're gonna do a, we'll probably do a black exploitation film. We'll probably do like, um, you know, yeah. like, uh, like Reefer Madness or like yep. one of those drug exploitations. We'll probably do a women in prison movie because they're, you know, yep. it's it's such a staple of the genre. Yeah,
1: and then something like Assault on Precinct Thirteen or something weird. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, like
0: a like some cop movie or whatever. But it was like. It was like we should do What if we did Black Caesar And then you're like Oh Oh, shit we gotta do the Mac And I was like Okay yeah yeah Those are great And then I was like Well what's a movie And then what's like What's a movie I haven't seen And I was looking through My exploitation films And I was like Oh Isaac Hayes In Truck Turner Like there's the shaft connection Fuck let's watch that And I'm like We have three Black Exploitation movies (laughs) in a row now So I was like We gotta get one in there That's not so Who better than Roger Corman With Caged Heat the, The iconic women in Cages movie um, so then we're going on to just uh, to let people know what the yep. next quarter is going to look like. October, uh, Terror Obscura, which is Love all it. fucking horror movies. Yes. Oh, it's going to be so good. Mm-hmm. Carl. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> <laughs> December. December is uh, the title of that. I won't. We've kind of no, have we? Have we talked about what's going to be in the month? Uh, maybe. I think maybe we have. Once. All right, i I've, I've, I'm so proud of the tide of the my my theme for the month for December is Merry Christmas, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> we're doing Die Hard, mm-hmm. Lethal Weapon, Black Christmas, and The Exorcist, which may be the four greatest Christmas movies ever, ever made. Ever made. Period. Period. Done. End of story. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> to death. All right. So anyway, I don't know. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to be the next quarter. I'm really, really looking forward to it, man. The Patreon um,
1: exclusives for that quarter are going to be a lot of fun, too.
0: Yes. Um, they're to, uh, heads up for our patrons. So for Measuring Flicks for the next three months, the Patreon episodes are going to probably be, there'll probably be like Two measuring Clicks Patreon episodes, maybe sometimes one filled in by the Chapman and Robin um, Patreon mm-hmm. episodes, because Carl and I are working on a massive Patreon Christmas present for you for the month of December, and it's gonna require some recording time. A lot, yeah, yeah. There's gonna be a lot of recording that we're gonna do for December, so th- um, so September and October might be or uh, what's November? What
1: isn't it? Is no- How do we November, miss November? Nancy? is it, no-
0: it Sophia Coppola?
1: It is Sophia Coppola.
0: Okay, yeah. So November is going to be Sophia Coppola month. I believe. I could be wrong. I don't remember. It's <laughs> <laughs> so our anyway, schedule. I don't, anyway, don't so know. Anyway, so for for the next the next couple of months are going to be. Um, you're still going to get measuring flicks bonus episodes, but they're going to be a bit more sparse. You're not going to get whole like a whole series right. or like a like a four episode thing. It'll be probably two. Yep one or two with the Chapman and Robbins filling in. We're going to do a lot of, it came from the short box and check out a lot of like 90s Vertigo comics and things like that. But when december fucking rolls around
1: it's like merry christmas motherfuckers Merry Christmas,
0: <laughs> motherfuckers! If, if we can pull it off you guys are I think not you can
1: it's you will not be disappointed <laughs> i don't want to give it away but yeah
0: it's gonna be fucking awesome. holy shit it's what are we be, doing i don't know carl oh it's God. are you thinking about it too now like the madness that we've written yep. off it's kind of intense it's kind of intense <laughs> we're doing an intense and thing and i don't mean like
1: camping <laughs> this is like whoo, this is a whole new <laughs> I got thing sweaty i'm excited i'm so excited <laughs>
0: There's gonna be late nights
1: There's gonna be like And I can't wait We're almost out of tour We're almost done with tour season Yep So I'm not auditioning for another show Until the fall Right So like
0: I'm going to Scotland for two weeks in September But other than that there's going to be a lot Of like maybe late nights A lot of coffee early morning I just got engaged
1: and I'm like I love you honey I gotta go measure some legs
0: (laughs) You you just got engaged and now it's going to be like Hey remember how much recording I did before I'm going to need to do like four Four times times that that. For the next three months
1: (laughs) That's fine this is what I want to do man This is part of the the thing that makes my life a happy place this to be This is one it's, of your little details yeah, It is
0: One of the little Yeah, yeah. I'm not me even too, joking man.
1: man Doing this podcast with you Is one of, those, it's one of the best things That's happened to me Since Danielle And you baby That's it yeah. Love you When I saw that <laughs> ring I was like Never got me a ring <laughs> Motherfucker
0: Motherfucker <laughs> But, uh, no, yeah, I feel exactly the same way, dude. The, the the conversations we have here are enriching my life outside of here.
1: Yep, I, I, I agree completely. Yeah. So, fantastic. All right,
0: so that's it. That's this shootout for quarter two. Boom. Um, and I feel like we don't do housekeeping at the end of episodes. No, not the shootouts, nope. Okay, so um, thank you all for listening to Measuring Flicks. The only thing I will say is, if you like the show... Go and rate and review us on iTunes Because we found out today that we have uh, Almost 60 subscribers Which is way which fucking more yeah, than I, I thought like, we I did I thought we
1: had like 25 and they're all family and friends Yeah exactly
0: <laughs> But yeah we have we have 60 subscribers which is awesome And we're looking to continue to build that And the best, the way that iTunes metrics works Is written reviews mm-hmm. Put podcasts in front of other people's eyes And five star reviews Put us in, in front of, get us jammed into people's ears And yep. into their brains So if you could do that for us we would love you forever Um, And also, if you want to send us anything, if you disagree with our picks, if you're horrified, if you're shocked, if you think this Jim Jarmusch guy's a hack, then I'd love to hear about it. Yeah, I was going to be really rude, but you're right. We should be open to that sort of thing. Absolutely. Drop us a line at measuringflickspodcast at gmail.com. That's all we've got for you. So, uh, n- when you roll up next episode, there's going to be a lot of. Oh, there's just, a, a lot of. of error error. Error. Just talking just about back Truck
1: back Turner. Back. Oh my God. We got a month of that <laughs> shit know. coming
0: up, and I'm so fucking excited for it. All right. So, that's been Measuring Flicks. Only Lovers Left Alive, the reigning champion of quarter two. Can't wait for quarter three.